right? Would you want to get it cracking and out of the way? Oh, don't need to say it like that, Dave, out of the way. You well, know. you know what I mean. This is, a, this is a treat for us both. Do you want to get it done and give the world some awesome entertainment again, while at the same time, we both enjoy each other's company? Yeah, let's get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and thank you for listening to episode 498 of 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for March 2023, which is really, mate, it's the first proper Decade of Decadence show of the year. The one where we're going to talk about some movies as well. Briefly, yes. Briefly. <laughs> it might be briefly, because I know, you especially, mate, there's a lot of stuff to chat about before we even get to the movies. Oh my gosh, yeah, maybe it feels like uh, the equivalent of like our catch-up show uh, last month um, to talk about, but we're just going to talk about it and <laughs> do the movies. So what a yes. treat! Yeah, for what a treat. Of course, of course it is. So this may be <laughs> unless you're unless you're unless you're people who like the movie chat. Yeah, and then you're already cursed. And hate our yeah, and hate us. Just yeah. yammering hey. on. Sorry. They've already fast-forwarded right to the skip to the movie chat, or or just deleted. I've not even done that in a rage. <laughs> but we did. We have got some very nice listeners. Of course, all our listeners are nice, of course. Uh, but we got some that responded to the last episode when I said, "Oh, if you can only watch things from five directors, who would those five directors be?" Following on, of course, from what we did previously with the five actors. And I know you've got your list of five directors, haven't you? I certainly do. I've got my list, and we had some good feedback. Should I, for a change, should I do the feedback from the listeners first? No. Okay, then. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it will just seem like we're copying. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, let's make it look like they're copying us. That's... Yeah, as it, as, as it should be. <laughs> yes. yes, we're the ones in charge here. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. okay, um, you go first. Okay, are we are we going to alternate? Do you want to say one each, or do you want me? Yeah, to Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to your um, your selection of white men, okay. <laughs> <laughs> old white men. Actually, we, actually, I'm just to be fair. Um, I think you've got it banged well, on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all but one of mine is so. Uh, yeah, can't oh, okay. say much. That's all right. Then. Okay, you go first. Right, my first one. Um, I, and I, I've actually written down as well how many directorial credits they have on IMDb as well. So, oh shit. Mm, uh, my first, actually, a little, a little bit of homework I've done. That makes a change. Uh, my first pick has 65 credits as a director on IMDb, and it is Terence Fisher, who... Ooh, yeah, good choice. Mm, I wanted, you know, I love Hammer films, well, and horror films, of course, and he directed some incredible ones and some great stuff way before Hammer as well. You know, he did some good sci-fi going way back when. Um you only have to look at even just the Hammer stuff, you know, with the Curse of Frankenstein, um, mm. Dracula, Revenge of Frankenstein, Hound of the Baskervilles, The Mummy, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I I need Terence Fisher as one of my five to get that Hammer slash old school horror fix that I'd want to watch. And as well, you know, I thought about it. Well, if you can only watch from five directors, 
you don't want to pick five that have only done three films, or you know, as amazing as they may be. Mm. If you only stuck to five, you want some who've got, you know, a fair body of work. That's the way I looked at it anyway. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Who've yeah, like one? a body. A bo- oh, oh yeah. well, how about me? Sorry, I thought you were asking me to agree. Well, Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, to, well, to, to answer that as well, of course. Okay, so my first pick, I mean, I feel like my picks, for the most part, pretty obvious um, picks. Um, this uh, director is 58 credits. I mean, this also includes, I mean, I guess this covers all of them, shorts, TV episodes, not like Yeah, of course, films. yeah. yeah. No, um, that's, that's good because then, you know, if you can watch everything that they've directed, if they've done TV, there's a good few episodes. Well, going back to Terence Fisher, I can watch two episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club. Well, good. I could watch an episode of Columbo because <laughs> oh, nice. uh, my uh, my first director is. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, bit underground, um, bit of a rogue choice. Steven Spielberg. Oh yes, I I seem to recall a Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> ah, that's a good, that's a good choice, mate. That is a good choice. You know, because I mean, just I mean, just for the body of work, like. And the variety as well. You can like yeah, you can watch. Yeah, yeah. You can watch 1941. You could watch ET. You could watch Schindler's List. You could watch Munich. You know, it's just very recently uh, one of my favourite films of the year so far, The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, just good lord. I mean, it's Jurassic the Park. You know, we could just spend the whole show just talking about him. So, yeah, which is why he's also my pick as well. <laughs> so I may, he, as well, I, mean, yeah, I may as well jump in. That I think he'd be on a lot of people's list. To be fair, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah for the reasons that you said as well you've got such a broad spectrum of work i mean jaws is one of my all-time favorite films and also with picking him there's a chance that i could watch et for the first time yes yeah if you get yeah i mean a chance (laughs) probably watch all the others first but you never know it'd be there (laughs) so yeah he's he's my number two so i thought i'll throw that one in now as soon as you mentioned steven spielberg so yeah i've got terence fisher and steven spielberg and who's your next choice mate my next one my um my second pick um oh also this is in no order um these picks yeah yeah um with 39 directorial credits on uh imdb um if I wanted to watch an episode of something, I could watch an episode of an Alfred Hitchcock hour from 1965. Nice. Um, William Friedkin. Oh, okay. I mean, my God, just some of my favourite films of all time, like French Connection, Exorcist, Sorcerer, so underrated, oh, you know, Cruising. God, yeah. yeah. To Live and Die in LA, one of my absolute favourites of all time. And then sort of like a bit of a wobble, in the um, you know after that, but then came back with like Bug, uh, which is great, and Killer Joe, which is great. Yeah, just so many like all timers for me in with with him. So yeah, William Friedkin. Yeah, nice one, mate. That's yeah, that is a good choice. Um, my third pick has fifty eight credits as a director, and we've chatted to him. It is it's the great Uncle Lloyd. Lloyd Kaufman. Mm. Uh, yeah, I wanted I want some silly shit in there. And Uncle Lloyd gives us classic silly shit from, you know, likes of Hassan Newcomb High and Toxic Avenger and so on and so forth. He is, like, so prolific. And I know that having all of his movies 
available for me to watch um, would cheer me up whenever I wanted cheering up, just for the sheer ridiculousness of uh, the majority of the trauma output. So, uh, yeah, and a little bit different to Steven Spielberg, you know, it's, mix it up a little bit. So, a touch. Yeah. Un- Uncle Lloyd is uh, my third one. Again, in no particular order. Yeah. Okay, my third one, 21 directorial credits. How many did Lloyd Kaufman have? He must be. Um, 58. 58. As a yeah, director, yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. And still yeah, making so- them. Yeah, still still going. Mm-hmm. Um, my third choice, 21 directorial credits. Now, this is like for about five films, but <laughs> what films? Um, it's Catherine Bigelow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, near, I mean, a great one of Near Dark, Blue Steel, Point Break, Strange Days. I mean, just them alone. And as you know, I did my K-19. And I like... I like the you know the Hurt Locker Zero Dark Thirty Detroit you know they're quite they're very different from you know your your near darks and your point breaks but yeah. but I mean it's generally for them and those can be an added bonus but yeah uh, no that's a good choice mate yeah she's made some great films uh, very rewatchable as well which is what you want when you've only got five directors to pick from yeah uh, my fourth one is Jack Arnold who has eighty six credits yeah. as a director uh he directed one of my all-time favorite films because i love 1950s sci-fi and the incredible shrinking man is a classic from back then uh tarantula this island earth revenge of the creature creature from the black lagoon it came from outer space yeah many many more going right through um into the 70s and then just scraping into the 80s again tv stuff I've got two episodes of Buck Rogers in the 25th century to watch. One episode of The Fall Guy, eight episodes of The Love Boat. So going from that, I could even watch an episode of The Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman. Oh, so much. Um, But it's, yeah, it's mostly his, you know, his his 50s and into 60s output, um, especially The Incredible Shrinking Man, which is so awesome. So, yeah, Jack Arnold, fourth one. Nice. That's nice. Okay, my fourth one. 98 credits. Um, definitely not done 98 films. Um, <laughs> a, the majority of them are shorts, music videos. Um, more recently, um, he reports on the weather on YouTube, um, and for some reason that's credited on IMDb. It'd be nice <laughs> if IMDb just listed, like, literally just movies yeah. um, and some things. But it's like, if anyone who knows me knows, this is very obvious, it's David Lynch. Yes, I was expecting this one from you, mate. You would have surprised yeah, yeah. me if you hadn't have picked him. Yeah, like all of his films. Yeah, you know, Eraserhead, Mulholland and Drive, Lost Highway, Blue Velvet. It's one of my favourite films of all time. Just, just amazing. Whatever Twin Peaks counts, you know, like in on this on this desert island, if I can get them in. Yeah, I mean, some of them be like Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Me. is not like a film you can just be like, hey, I'm just going to slap that on and have a good old time <laughs> with it. But fuck it, just yeah. Yeah, I love David Lynch. So, yeah, easy pick there. Yeah. Well, my final one um, might come as a surprise to some people. Maybe not, actually. Here's another person who is still making films and currently has 107 credits. Shit, me. And most of these are films. And uh, for the second time on my list, it's somebody that we've chatted to as well. It's Jim Wynorski. Nice. The amount of stuff. Oh, Chopping Mal, Death Stalker 2, Return of the Swamp Thing. Uh, even, and I remember having this on VHS, Hollywood Scream Queen Hot Tub Party. 
<laughs> and he, he, no, like, we're even touching probably even more ridiculous than a lot of Uncle Lloyd's output. Um, but yeah, again, I'd throw on a Jim Wynorski film and just be entertained with some low budget craziness, which is, uh, which is always my cup of tea. And, and, you know, adding 107 and still counting to my list of stuff that I could watch, I totaled up from the far. A lot of it's softcore porn as well. So that you're, you're Well, you know, if, if I wanted a bit of me time, I could always throw on some... some well, you're on a desert island. It's all me time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. even I'm even more pleased I picked him now. Um, yeah, if you include, and remembering that Lloyd and Jim are still making films, so at the moment that would give me a choice of 376 things to watch. Nice. So nice. it could and, be um, one a day I mean, and a, a bit left over. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, like as they make them, and you're on the desert island, you go over like a little drone, drop off a DVD. Oh, yeah. Not um, come and save you, just drop off a DVD. So, yeah. Yeah, that would nice. do, do for me. So, yeah, just to, just to go back, Terence Fisher, Lloyd Kaufman, Jack Arnold, Jim Minorsky, Steven Spielberg are my five. Cool. Um, okay, my final pick. Uh, surprised you didn't go for them. Um, 33 credits on IMDb. I think about 20 of them are films. Um, guest of a 80s picture house back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think you're going to argue with me when I said he probably had the greatest run of mm-hmm. um, directorial credits of all time. And I don't think ever will be topped for just banger after banger after banger. It's obviously John Carpenter. Yeah, it was... Just, um... I was that so run. close. I was so close. For that run, mate, for that run alone. Assault from Precinct 13 all the way through to um, They Live and some decent stuff afterwards as well. So, uh, yeah, just good Lord. And what films? Just, yeah, John Carpenter. So my five, to uh, repeat, were John Carpenter, David Lynch, William Friedkin, Catherine Bigelow, and Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could... I think apart from, because you know I'm not a big David Lynch fan, so, well, putting him to one side, yeah, I would, uh, the ones that you picked as well, I'd be happy if they were picked for me, definitely. Nice, nice. Uh, Well, what about the listeners? The listeners, right, we've got Tim over in Australia, um, who messaged me on, it was on Instagram, and he said, now I've left Twitter, I've worked out that I can message you here. My five directors would be, number one, John Carpenter. Um, whose films I already watch as if I could only watch the films of five directors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's you never a, feel one of those directors, you just never feel it's too long before you're like, oh, I've got another Carpenter on. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's never a chore to put a Carpenter film on, no. that's for sure. Uh, number two, Stanley Kubrick. Because, nice. because he's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, such a nice, like, a, again, like variety of films, you know. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, which is what, you know, what you want, isn't it? You know, you've got such a great variety. Uh, number three for Tim is the Cohen brothers. Um, he said yeah. about them, they have an insane number of great and rewatchable films. Yeah, totally agree with that, Tim. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one that almost my, made my list. Uh, Ridley Scott. Oh yeah, God, yeah, so many. Mostly for Alien and Blade Runner, but there's a lot of great and interesting films among the rest. Yeah, um, definitely. And number five, Jacques Demy. Because the world would be a darker place without donkey skin and the umbrellas of Cherbourg. I have heard of the umbrellas of Cherbourg, but I'm not familiar with him. I'm not Um, familiar with him. so Maybe I should be in my uh, quest this year to 
broaden my horizons. Mm, yeah, I think I will uh, look up some of those as well, Tim. So thanks for that. Yeah, that could be another a new director because I'm not familiar with either of those two films that you mentioned. So I'll have to put them on my watch list, I think. Uh, now we've got Frederick over in Sweden. He sent an email and um, it says, Hello, I don't remember what my original top five directors list looked like, so let's give it a new shot. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah. Obvious choice. Yeah. yeah. I've enjoyed every single one of his movies so far. Yes, even Death Proof. I like Death Proof a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. The, one, the one I was a bit about at the time, and I've only seen it but once, was um, Hateful Eight, but I always wanted to go back mm-hmm. and uh, try again. Yeah, seventeen. I sort of owe it almost, don't you? So. You do, yeah. You definitely do. I would, you know, at least one rewatch. Uh, Steven Spielberg, of course. Yeah. Just for the massive amount of quality entertainment. Uh, then he's got Sergio Leone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. That's that's a good shout on that. Uh, he's with you on John Carpenter, mate, as well. Yeah, he picked him. Uh, and then I had to look this guy up, and then when I looked him up, I went, "Oh God, yeah." If I said to you, Pete Doctor. It's like Doctor, but ER at the end. Pete Doctor. I've seen that name. Yeah, I've seen that name. Yeah, what? And uh, Frederick's put, loved, uh, loved every minute, loved, sorry, loved every movie he's made so far. He he did the um, Pixar films, like, um, what was yeah. the last one? Soul and, yeah. and, and uh, Monsters, Inc. And ones Good like choice. That. Yeah. Um, it, and he also finishes off by saying, I guess the list will change a lot over time. I bet it has changed before the next decade of decadence show is recorded. Thanks for everything. I mean, guys. when we first spoke about this, I I feel my list was a little different, um, mm. but then I forgot it. So. <laughs> but a very easy one to do. Yeah. Um, um, and then we've got Ben in in Tasmania. Um, a tease, of course, for regular listeners. Uh, hey, hey, mate. Here's my director's list: Quentin Tarantino. Again, yeah. that's a good one. Um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, nice, that yeah, is cool. a good one. And here's another one. Sam Raimi. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and he finishes off with Bong, is it June or Yoon Ho? That you, how you pronounce it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he finishes off with him. So that that's a fair mixture there as well, Ben. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, we've got some good ones. Some good choices. Yeah. I mean, if, if any if any latecomers want to send some in um, for the next episode. Yeah, that would be good. Free. And uh, then... Um, um, my next idea is our top five second assistant directors. Um, Teddy Liz. <laughs> ah, get away with it. Yes. Top five boom operators. Oh, then we'll move on to Gaffer's best boy oh. and all of that. Um, no, I, don't I, to, I don't want to know your list of five best boys. Five best boys. You know what I'd have to play, mate, because here we go. Let's talk about the five best boys. Oh, <laughs> that would not be appropriate. No, I'll stop that. Uh, I have got an idea, though, for another five, a list of five. Um, and it doesn't, it would not necessarily, these have to be in the eighties, um, because we are just eighties related, of course. If you could only listen to five albums, what would they be? Oh, nice. Yeah. Let's do mm. that. Let's go for that one for, uh, the next show. Five albums. I mean, if they're eighties, all well and good eighties related, but if not, that's fine. You can only ever listen to five albums. Have a, th- have a think on that one and get back to us. Uh, Right. Now we've got that done and dusted, my friends. Um, I'll start off with a little bit of 80s, 80s news um, for you, and then I'll hand it over to you, and then we'll just flip-flop back before finishing off with you before we get to the movie chat. 
Um, I don't, good. I'm sure you saw this, mate, um, about Richie Sambora in discussions with Bon Jovi about possibly returning. Yeah, I heard something. Didn't really look into it too much. Just hopeful that that happens. Um, no, no, I just expect a, um, a Phil X, is it? Yes, yeah. But like Sambora's guitar sound is pivotal to Bon Jovi and mm. it also would sort of mean maybe play some rock music. <laughs> <laughs> He did. I watched uh, an interview with him and he did bring up, which we've discussed in a previous episode, about John Bon Jovi and his voice at the moment and how he was having difficulties on stage uh, of actually singing. And he did bring that up and said, you know, like John's got a few things to work out with his voice and that. But he said he's up for coming back to the band, writing with the band again, um, because he was, (laughs) I think he needs to go back to Bon Jovi because I saw... Um, quite by accident because I don't watch the show, but he was on the Masked Singer. Yes, I saw that as a guitar playing jacket potato. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's time. I think it, yeah, jacket potato, Bon Jovi. Which one are you going to go for? Yeah, so that would be good. Um, I have mentioned in the past a place called Waxwork Records. I believe they're based in uh, I think it's America, and I ordered the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack from them double disc it is incredible really really the presentation the sound on it the, the stuff you get it's, it, it, it's one of those lps you know it goes back to the day when you you could pull an lp or you still can these days pull an lp out of your collection and you can just look at it for a bit without even putting it on it's so nice one of the latest ones they've released mate and it is gorgeous it's the soundtrack to john carpenter's the thing nice it looks amazing and it's a great soundtrack as well so again if you haven't looked go and seek out waxwork records they do some really really good soundtracks and you know the way they package it all is really good a little bit of obscure um music news i guess i have lumped it in with music news long time listeners may well recall on a i mean we're sat here recording on a thursday which is unusual for us it's usually a friday and going back to the days of 80s Picture House, you'd quite often hear, hear the sound of the fish and chip van as it went past. It made like yes. a, a regular guest appearance on there. Uh, well, I noted I was sat up here on, and we were recording on April the 13th, and this was on April the 4th. It was the first visit past the house of the ice cream van. First wow. visit. Yeah, that shows, you know, spring's really here. Weather's changing <laughs> It was actually, it was freezing cold and pissing down. <laughs> oh, what a day for the first time for the ice cream van. Uh, it's got a new tune, mate. And when I say tune, it is really, I think half of, of whatever they use to play the sound is, it's fucked. It doesn't work very well. It was it was <laughs> the worst rendition. And you know, um, ice cream vans, they're normally like the, the bell sounds, aren't they? And they put it together, yeah. the sound of bell and the tune. It was a really shit version of the A-Team theme. <laughs> it was playing as it went past. And to be fair, I thought, good on you, mate. You know, I'm sure he had a choice of what he wanted to play. And no matter what it would have been through the system he's got, it would have sounded awful. But the A-Team theme, I thought, yeah, that's okay. That's okay with me. I don't mind hearing that whenever the ice cream van goes past. Yeah. Hmm. That'll do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's almost apt. Yeah. Hopefully you might get to hear it. Your next visit up here, mate. You know, if uh, the ice cream van comes past, watch out for the A-team. Um, I will, before I hand it over to you, there's one we've talked about this in the past. I'm going to jump to video games. 
uh, we did talk about Robocop Rogue City because... Yes, yes, yes. Because Peter Weller was... Peter Weller's doing the voice. It's got his likeness in it as well. There's a gameplay trailer has come out since we last recorded as well. So I would advise anybody with any interest in it whatsoever to go and have a look at that. It looks it looks all right. It looks a little bit ropey. The developers made, it was one of the Terminator games, which I've got and played, and it was fine. It was fine. If it comes out like that, I'd be quite happy. Obviously, I'd want it to be better than that. Um, but yeah, it's it doesn't look shit, which is the main thing. That's something. Yeah, you know, at least let's start our base expectations on please don't let it be shit. And it's not that so far. So, yeah, if you want to go and see the gameplay, hop onto YouTube, Robocop Rogue City. Um, right, I'll hand it over to you. I've got I've got some TV stuff to chat about um, and one movie bit, which you will be doing more talking about since I wrote this this note. And, um, yeah, and then, of course, our favourite person will be making an appearance with his intro, if you know who I mean. Yes. Yeah. Go on then. Right. Talk. So I might as well talk New York then. Do it. Um, you teased everybody in the last episode, so you've been. Well, yeah. You I've did been, it. I've, I've been. I've come back. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's been almost a month since I was there, which is just like whoa. Time. What is time? Um, it was great. Um, <laughs> as you'd expect, <laughs> yeah. it was a blast. It was yeah. It was just after all everything we've all been through and all of that it's been five years it'd been it had been five years since i've been abroad um on holiday just getting out of the country getting on a plane being in an airport you know it's just mm. like, it was weird uh but yeah um i got there on the monday um didn't have a lot of time in the end of the monday i can't remember the last time i taxied on a runway for as long as i did and then waited for the um <laughs> The thing to uh, at the door, um, the tube thing at the door to uh, get connected. It was bloody ages. Um, so uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of Monday. Um, by the time I got into, uh, I was staying in uh, Soho. Mm. Uh, so by the time I got to the hotel, it was just like about half eight, nine o'clock, and I was just like, right, better find somewhere to go and eat. Um, yeah. So uh, that I did. Uh, just a, just a diner around the corner from my hotel. So that was Monday, basically. Just watched some TV when I got back. That's um, the great thing, though, isn't it? Not just you, New York, but anywhere in America. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is or what you want to eat. You're covered. You can always yeah, find Yeah, pretty something. much. This was just like a 24-hour diner. I think it was part of a, a, another hotel, but it was, they let anyone else in. So um, I'm just I'm using uh, my uh, photos on my phone as a sort of reminder guide. Um, <laughs> some sort of beef in a sesame seed roll uh, with a gravy dip. That's what I had. You're going to make me hungry now. Yeah, I'm going to make me hungry. Um, So second day was Tuesday. And um, last time I went to New York, like 10 years prior, I was just like, oh man, we never got to the Ghostbusters um, firehouse. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So I was just like, I wonder where it is in relation to the hotel. It was a seven minute walk. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Tuesday, it was snowing quite a bit of a day. Um, So uh, I uh, went off up to uh, the... Ghostbusters Fire Station, just went and have a look. I didn't go in or anything. Um, just took some photos of it, just had a look. I was like, well, this is cool. There's a Ghostbusters Firehouse. Mm, it's good to see it. Um, yeah. 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 Definitely uh, the thing to do. Um, my first um, meal somewhere I wanted to go and eat was um, uh, a branch of Joe's Pizza. I'd heard good things. Um, just a big slice of pizza. Fucking big slice of pizza. <laughs> proper, Lovely. Proper New York pizza. Yeah. This was a part of my stomp from. 
my hotel in Soho to Times Square, basically. It wasn't planning on doing it. I was just going to go out and walk. But as I said, it was snowing and it was just cold, so cold. Um, but I just carried on, carried on walking, mm. um, got to Times Square. I've been to Times Square last time, but I was just there. And at this point, it was like, I don't know, to about two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was just like, I had plans in the evening, which I'll get to. Um, I was just like, oh, fucking hell. My hands are frozen. Mm. I'm just going to go to the cinema. It's Times Square. I'll just go to one of the many cinemas in the old, um, uh, you know, the, the old classic sleazy cinema street. Yeah. Oh, know, God, yeah. yeah. That's what you want. You wouldn't want to go to yeah. a multiplex or something in New York. You want to go to a... To no, I did go to... All. Well, they don't exist anymore, so I went to a multiplex, oh. which is in the same street. <laughs> oh. um, I mean, I came, came, came close later, but we'll get Ooh, to that. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I just went to... Um, I was just like, I'm just going to see anything because I just need to get out of the cold. Um, so I just went to see um, the Guy Ritchie film Operation thing, 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 thing with Statham. <laughs> I, it's yeah. just a ridiculously long title, which you can never remember. Um, yeah, it was it passed the time. Yeah. Um, and then I came out. It was still fucking snowing. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, my evening plan: went back to hotel. Um, oh, walked past the Scientology building. Nice. Yes. Um, uh, my evening plan uh, was Brooklyn. Um, I went to, and I'd known about these places. I'm sure you've heard of them. Um, an Alamo Draft House cinema. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should um, point out at this point: my entire holiday wasn't just going to a cinema. This was it. <laughs> but an Alamo Draft House <laughs> cinema is like it's like if someone from the states came and went to a Prince Charles cinema or a BFI. It's a special thing. Yeah, it, I think it, as, it, a, as a cinephile, you'd have to go. To a place like that really, yeah and i know it's a chain but it's special um it's weird location this one in brooklyn it was in a mall um uh on like third floor or something but it's also at a bar which inside the bar was a waxwork museum <laughs> so yeah I, I was just sat at the bar had a beer there's all these posters like but there's like a wallpaper of posters of all sorts like i've just got a photo of harder they come uh, the Jupiter Menace, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Oh, wow. All these posters of like um, Maniac, um, Here Comes the Devil, Mondo New York, all this stuff, a whiz, um, just as like <laughs> wallpaper almost. It was great. Waxwork Museum is just like these fucked up looking heads and weird fetuses and shit. Yeah. Um, so I had a beer and I was there to see Maniac Cop. Oh, which, what a great choice. Classic. New York <laughs> film, um, obviously. Um, they do this great thing, though. So I think the film was due to start eight thirty, nine o'clock. I can't remember now. But you walk in before the film starts, before the start time, you know, like they were showing old retro trailers. Cool. And it was so entertaining. And like no cinema, like not even Prince Charles does that. They just put on like the ads, a, f- a smaller selection of ads and multiplexes. Yeah, yeah. Then... Um, the sort of trailers for stuff they're showing but these like one was maximum overdrive and you know all sorts of obscure (laughs) stuff i think i made a couple of notes somewhere on my phone which i've only just remembered of a couple of them um just like a little trailer reel um and it was just so cool and nothing to do with anything they weren't showing them anytime soon um it was just cool then they showed some trailers for stuff they were doing yeah now so you get into the screen not loads of seats big comfortable leather seats mm-hmm. big armrests little swing around table and underneath that there's a menu and you can have you know <laughs> burgers pizza um whatever you want um 
and I'm sure like a, a lot of American listeners are like, yeah, this is just a normal cinema or something. Yeah, yeah. This was <laughs> so was, novel to me. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to have a big old fucking thing of popcorn um, and a drink, just like a Dr. Pepper or a Coke or something. And you um, write down on a bit of paper what you want off the menu. Um, and then you press a button, a guy comes over or gal comes <laughs> over who, or whomever comes over, take your order and come back with it, at, serve you at your seat, which was like, what the fuck? Um, uh, so, and then at the end, they charge your card. Yeah. Uh, so you don't even need to leave your seat. Cause I was just like, where's the popcorn stand? Like, dickhead, there isn't one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just got a big thing of popcorn. And when I say I got a big thing of popcorn, I got pop, sold popcorn and churros, which was amazing. But my God, they came not with a paper carton or anything like that, a stainless steel mixing bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the guy next to me, he got like, I think he got popcorn <laughs> without churros and he polished it off during the film. It ain't a long film like Maniac Cop. It's only like 90 minutes. And I didn't even get a quarter of the way through. <laughs> that was constant, nonstop eating, eating and eating. And I like couldn't do it. I felt, I was just like, I've left so much, but I just couldn't eat it all. <laughs> It was insane, but like, yeah, popcorn with churros. What a bold choice that, that was. That is. God, yeah. And um, just seeing Maniac Cop on the big screen in New York was oh, just yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, very good. On the way out, there was um, uh, um, just some more posters I noticed. Um, there was an old poster. Of, I don't know where the cinema was, but it was going to be like a double bill of um, James Ryan in Kill or Be Killed. Followed by Chuck Norris in Breaker Breaker. I was just like, oh, what a poster. <laughs> and then there was um, there was like uh, some New York specific ones Central Park Drifter, um, Andrew De Fleek. I don't know what that is. The Apple, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like New York set um, things. It was just so fucking cool. Um, yeah. So that was my Tuesday, which was nice. Yeah. So for Wednesday is when I was up. I mean, that was a late. Um, night. I can't remember if I got something to eat afterwards. Mm. Uh, probably. So it's quite late to bed, and then up quite early. I think it was up a quarter past five. In oh the my morning. god, four! And I've I've got to preempt this, mate. Before you go any further, I've just got to preempt it with. Yo, Polly. There you go. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was getting the. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was a seven a.m. train out of New York to the city of brotherly love mm-hmm. philadelphia where, where i'd never been before uh so i went to like grand central Station. i can't remember the station in new york any anymore um so yeah off to philadelphia um had a little breakfast roll thing uh while i was waiting uh for our good friend uh mike mm-hmm. from the yo rocky film tour for my yo rocky film tour yeah so, oh, okay. Where to start? I mean, Dave, you know, Mike. What a what a legend. What a amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, so friendly, so nice. The font of knowledge of of Rocky and yeah. Stallone. Like, yeah. if if you ever have a question about you know anything, I I could, I could just message him. I guess I'd be like, so yeah, this. But but it was great. So. A lot of the tour, because as you know, Dave, some of these areas in Philadelphia are a little rough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how gentrification is spreading out. The film Stallone wanted to make, you know, the next Rocky film yeah. about gentrification would be incredibly topical. Yeah. Um, 
because you can see at one point mike was just like yeah you'll, you'll start to see people cut with cups of coffee and little dogs and stuff you know <laughs> that's where it's all i mean it's you don't want to be like it's not safe to get out of the car but i completely understood like i probably wouldn't yeah. want to um it's you know some of the areas are a bit especially like where rocky's house was where Stallone filmed that yeah um and also a lot of it are people's houses so like I didn't yeah, take yeah. loads of photos because like, yeah I was saying to Mike I was like a bit uncomfortable just being like just taking photos of somebody's house you know like the people in the houses know the drill they know Mike he's around there a couple of times a day so yeah. um but um yeah so going through all the locations and all of that was just incredible obviously we pulled up outside the gym mm-hmm. uh Mighty Mix yeah really like just like seeing the street where the Rocky Five street fight happened. <laughs> the bar right directly behind us, and then yeah. looking at the gym. The gym had those red panels on. Uh, Mike was saying, "Yeah, um, the last one was still on there." Three hours later, it wasn't. <laughs> it was gone. Oh, Mike I had just Mike got, had got it. <laughs> it was so that cool. was that video was so good where he used to say, "Yeah, the panel's gone," and it just sweeped rounds to his car. And got it in his boot. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, just saw that with one of the pa- remaining panels that the you know the studio put mm-hmm. up to to place a mighty mix sign back in um back in my 1975 but yeah just seeing where um adrian's was now yeah. an empty lot um but yeah just seeing all of that and just being stood there in it and just being like that's mighty mix gym you know that's yeah, where the- yeah. and there were so many just like this is where this was even into the creed films mm-hmm. the other gym you know this is where this was this um we went into a car park and that's where he was walking at home you know and all of this it's just like this is yeah it is and mike not only you know saying this is where it was has photos ready on his phone to be like yep, so oh yeah it's it's the most amazing tour and because you rightly rewatched all of the rocky films just before yeah. you went as well didn't you so they'd be fresh in your head yeah yeah that's exactly why so it's all fresh in my head and mike and like not only is he dropping so many fascinating facts about um the rocky films um one which he probably told you dave but i'm not going to say on my podcast because everyone should go to um you know um <laughs> if especially if you're in the states if you're in that area of the country but day trip to philly yeah go on the mic to uh yo rocky tour with mike and uh it's yeah. amazing but yeah i will say to you dave as a little the the bit of i'll say it off here as well in case he didn't you know he might not have said the same to you mm-hmm. but the origins of the feet the rocky theme that bill conti did mm-hmm. he gave me a bit of a um, a background about that and i never knew that and i was, <laughs> thought it was fascinating we can talk we can mention it more when we stop recording but i was just like no way that's amazing <laughs> so yeah he was dropping all these um that's most of which i didn't know and i've I like to think I'm fairly up on my yeah, Stallone yeah, and Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not as much as you. Um, but yeah, I was just like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, just fascinating facts. And then just integrating it all with like his story as well. Yeah, like yeah. how he got into it, you know, like how he first discovered Rocky and Stallone and what happened to him and how, you know, like, you know, the, the, the lookalike competition and mm-hmm. all of that and how it's all evolved into this. It's just brilliant. Um, yeah. His his Go, story is just as good as the fictional story of Rocky, isn't it? Absolutely, it's, it's really absolutely, good. yeah. Um, then we went up to the grave, uh, grave where they've moved the headstones um, since you went, I believe. Yeah, uh, because of um, a tree fell, uh, the tree, um, I think it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it was, um, I should say. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they've moved them, and <laughs> because of uh, the nature of the graveyard, I don't think there's too many new graves there. Um, the the rocky graves are the ones that are visited the most to be um, Paulie and Adrian and the yeah. people leave all that someone had left um, 
glasses on Adrian's grave and when the lens is falling out and like we picked it up and put it back on there and you know you know just people go there and like you know just you know it's a, pil- their it's a pilgrimage isn't yeah. it it really is yeah yeah so um and then it culminated at the bottom of the rocky steps where i got a photo of mike and obviously mike gives you the option of like obviously he's got another tour to do that day yeah, he had a yeah. meeting to go to he was like you know he could come up to the stairs with me take a photo of me running up do a video of me doing running the steps we'll get to that um and all of that <laughs> but he's like well how long are you going to be there for because um i don't know many people who would just be like walk up run up the stairs have a look around and then fuck off um <laughs> but i was just like nah i'm probably going to be there a while uh, yeah, yeah yeah so we said our goodbyes he um got a photo and off he went what a legend yeah. just to reinforce mike amazing you know was a friend of a show i know he's a friend of yours now a friend of mine yeah. just amazing amazing guy um one day i might i might go back um <laughs> Um, anyway, so there I was at the bottom of the stairs. He'd already pointed out now something new. It's not even open yet as we speak. It's mm. the Stallone store. Uh-huh. Oh, thank oh. God. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Because um, <laughs> I was on the verge. I just got away with not take, having to buy any more baggage or yeah. luggage and then uh, paying the extra. I just managed to get everything in my backpack going back, which was good. But if that's Stallone store, because obviously you may know the Stallone stores a website. Yes, I mean, yeah, you know yeah. that, Dave, but uh, listeners might know as well. We've probably spoken about it. Um, yeah, it's becoming a physical shop at the bottom of a rocky steps, oh, uh, just near the statue. God. Um, but it wasn't open yet. It's not open yet, yet. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think Mike did a video the other day, maybe yesterday. Yeah, um, just looking in and saying you know you can see some items. Um, <laughs> it's I'm assuming um, the man himself will be will be back. Yes, um, for opening day. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was there. Then I went around and saw the statue, the famous statue, of course. Just just took it in for a little while, mm. you know. Got some photos of it, read the, you know, the, the classic um, plate on it as well. Um, just, you know, just looking at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just, um, and I mean, it's my, one of, you know, it's my favourite quote, you know, one of my favourite quotes. Um, it's not how hard you get hit, it's how, you, how hard you can get hit. Yeah, and keep moving forward. Yeah, that's how winning is done. That speech, which again I'll get to in a bit. Um, yeah, just you have a statue, and then of course it was time to t- to do the steps. So I just I stood at the bottom for a bit, just looking up. And I mean, there's people just running up them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of quiet when I went. Um, but yeah, then I was just like, okay. I mean, I was in a bulky coat, backpack. On it went both shoulders. <laughs> and then I did the run up the steps. God, there's a lot of steps. <laughs> Got to the top, and you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, just like to myself, just like, yes, took some photos, just took it in. I was there for over an hour in the end, um, yeah. just breathing it in, um, just being like, I am at the top of a rocky steps. I'm stood where Rocky, Rocky Swear Stallone stood, where Rocky stood. You know, I'm looking out at the view, the yeah. famous view yeah, that we've yeah, all yeah. seen so many times, and just like, wow, you know, I didn't cry. You did better than me then. <laughs> Surprise. I, I mean, I thought I got a bit emotional. I mean, if I had, if I'd put Spotify on and put the music on yeah, and not the, not the theme, yeah. but like the slow, yeah. sort of yeah, like yeah. Adrian's theme yeah. and that sort of thing, you know, the emotional, then I probably would have gone because, um, but yeah, like at one point I was just, just 
I was sending people voice messages being like, oh my fucking God, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was some like, there was some kids going up, I think like with, with their grandparents, I think they were, and they'd put the music on their phone and I'm just like, oh, this is so lovely. Yeah. I got a little emotional then. Um, and you know, the kids were like, oh, you're, I'll be Rocky, you be Creed. And they weren't talking about, no disrespect, but they weren't talking about Michael B. Jordan. They were talking about mm-hmm. Apollo Creed. Yeah. And I was just like, this film is almost 50 years old in two years time yeah um and you know there's kid, little children reenacting it on the top of the rocky steps where they wanted to come mm-hmm. um where the grandparents are like oh, this is it's beautiful it really is it's so nice everyone's happy it, it is it's so many happy faces it's an amazing place isn't it because i know you know i've been lucky enough to go there twice now and each mm. time I mean, you need to be there a good 10 to 15 minutes before it sinks in that you're actually there. You know, obviously, you know you're know, a big fan of the movies and everything. You're going, yeah, I, I'm on the rocky steps. And like you said, you're looking out at that iconic view. And then you just start. I remember sitting there for so long, just like people watching. Yeah, it's so great for people, everyone. Listening just... to them and their stories and what it means to, to them. Everybody's there and it it is... <laughs> It is one of those dream things for so many people. Yeah. And, yeah. and then when it comes true and they're actually there and you're there as well and you've done it yeah. and you're watching them and it's like, like you said, it's such, it is palpable that the atmosphere mm. there is, yeah. is, you know, everybody's happy and everybody's together and it's, you know, like you said, it's the city of love and I think that's the heart of it. Is, yeah. Is yeah. That's those a steps. Part, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and you're just saying, you know, like just for people watching and like how happy they are and how happy you are. You know, there was a couple of times where I was just grinning like an idiot. And I just, <laughs> yeah. you just make eye contact with someone and they're grinning like an yeah, idiot yeah. too. And you just give them a nod and that we're all there for the same thing, for like the love of these films and like how iconic they are and important, you know, varying degrees of importance, of course. Some people just be like, hey, it's the steps of that, that film and they yeah, like them and it's yeah. cool for them. But, you know, some people, you know, like you could see people with like, rocky shirts on and mm-hmm. you know you you know how much it meant to them and you know because um mike had gone off and i was just like oh well, i'll just get a selfie and it's a very good selfie the one where i'm doing the, the fist <laughs> it is, with, yeah. with, 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 with the, the full background i got oh, a really good yeah. shot loved that and then i was just like i was just watching and i overheard there's a um an english family there and they're all getting photos with it and it hadn't even dawned on me to get like the, the pose yeah on the spot <laughs> i was just like oh fuck i should just ask them like can i get my, get a photo um can they do my photo with it it hadn't even dawned on me that i was just happy mm-hmm. to be there and yeah they were of course obviously they were just thrilled uh to be there and i was just like oh, you know so i did the you know you've seen it the pose with me doing the classic arms up fists yeah. up right on the spot yeah with it all just you know yeah and i mean you can't see my face in it but my god i'm having <laughs> the smile on my face i mean i could have just stood there in that position for ages arms yeah. up just like yeah, yeah. so <laughs> amazing mate amazing what a what a moment you know i'm so glad you decided you were going to do that it, yeah it is it's worth every penny going on the tour that you said culminating on the rocky steps um and then, well it's still a bit more as well it didn't just end on the steps did it no my god so yeah i after the hour plus i was up there i was like right I, my stomach was going i was just like right better go get something away <laughs> So I slowly, oh, 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 yeah, sorry. I also ran the stairs the second time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> and then I walked them. Um, I just walked them yeah. the, fir- the, the final time I went up there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just did a walk of them. Um, 
that time um so yeah i went down the steps did i'm, I'm sure you did this when you left as well whatever direction you were going you just kept looking back oh my god yeah because we walked from the steps right the way all the way down into back into philly yeah that's Central. what i did yeah yeah, and, yeah so uh, we yeah, did the just, same walk yeah just like you mate you i could, don't think i could go like a minute and just turn around yeah have yeah <laughs> exactly and then until you, until you literally couldn't see him anymore yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I did that and i was enjoying the walk because you know that's where they did the rocky two run along that, yes, that road wasn't it, is, it? Yeah, so i was yeah. like oh yeah that's mike told me that i was just like i mean i probably would have clocked that one mm-hmm. but yeah mike we were driving up there and he was just like, oh yeah this is where it's like ah um anyway <laughs> So yeah, and we went. I think yeah. Well, you've been to this place. Oh, now I can't remember the name of a food market. Oh, um, uh, it will come to me. Yeah, I've got. I've got the name of a place I ate at at a food market. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, Mike recommended it. He was just like because I said to him like, okay, Philly of a veteran expert, not just <laughs> not just Rocky Philly. Um. I know he's from Scranton. Um. Which I was just like, oh my god, the office. <laughs> um. But uh. It's the best place to get um, a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. I'm in Philly. I've, I've got to have a Philly cheesesteak. And he was just like, that's like, his words were, I'll never forget his words. He was just like, that's like asking me to suggest a genre of music. You know, like, <laughs> they're all so different. You've, and he said, go to this food market, which I apologize for not remembering what it's called. Um, I wonder if I can just, if I quickly go, not very professional, Philly food market. It is because when you said that you were going there, because you were sending me WhatsApp messages, from that, and that, I'll I'll never forget those what like you were saying the WhatsApp voice messages from when you were on the top of the steps. Yeah, mate. I was, I was a, you could tell just from your voice. I could picture this beaming smile on your face all the way through yeah. you leaving me the voice message. Yeah, but when yeah, you said about I, this food market, I remember going, "Oh my god, yeah!" Because I went into that one too, and it was incredible. Oh my god! So it's called a Reading Terminal Market. That's it, and it's huge. Like. And they're not just like cheesesteaks. There's, I mean, I think there's about, I saw about five different cheesesteak places. Mm. There's probably more. But cheese, fish, meat, everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. All down to pastries and donuts and yeah, whatever you it's want. Yeah. Huge. Like, I, I was just like, I, I got my phone out to take a photo. So it's too fucking big for a photo. This <laughs> weren't like, it would just look like I've taken a photo of free markets, yeah. free stalls. It's just like, it's just too big to, you know document i mean i suppose i could have walked around f- filming it but nah, not really my bag um so yeah i was just like well, i'm getting a philly cheesesteak and um so oh, jesus which one in the end i went for carmen's famous cheesesteaks mm-hmm. um because they had a photo like barack obama when he was president visited there and he ate one there i was just like oh if it's good enough for a president you know it's uh, <laughs> good enough for me and oh yeah. i mean and i was just like okay i'm aware i've got dinner plans again i will get to that this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> I've got, I've got um, dinner plans. So I'll like, oh, just a half one because, you know, my appetite's not massive, as mm. you know, Dave. Yeah. Got to the front of the queue. I'm just like, I'm not having half one. What is, <laughs> what is wrong with me? So, yeah, I got a full one. It was amazing. <laughs> just this big, meaty, peppery, oniony beast. Oh. And yeah, like they are, you know, that's um, it, their reputation is deserved. Yeah, definitely. Um, then I went for a, uh, what did I do from there? Um, I visited a couple of sort of like nerdy geek shops. Um, I sort of got an Uber to one. I was just like, oh, I'll just have a look around these nerdy geek shops, you know, just while I'm here. Because I had about an hour, hour and a half to kill. Um, 
And then a rocky experience, not quite over. Mm-hmm. Um, as I um, had a dinner, had a dinner reservation at the Victor Cafe, mm. um, better known as Adrian's to us uh, Rocky fans. Yes. Um, now you could like I was clearly the only person in there for the Rocky thing. <laughs> here, here, you know, like it's quite a, a nice restaurant. I was a bit like, oh shit, is it a dress code? You know, like yeah, being yeah. a converse and yeah, my mullet and. And I had a, I had a I had a like a plaid shirt over the uh, t shirt so yeah. at least you know, so kind of smart yeah um, but yeah there's some people who were like oh we, you know you hear them talking amongst themselves I think I was the only person there on their own mm. um, you talking like oh 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 yeah they shot some of a Rocky film here oh did they you know that sort of thing yeah um, yeah this was a lovely restaurant though was it isn't it oh it's amazing oh the food oh it's superb yeah so um, yeah I. Um, you walk in and on the main bit as you go up the steps to a, it's like a, a raised bit where the, the painting is at the back yeah I was like on the first table on the right that's where I was sat um, and uh, yeah so their thing is like the people that work there are trained uh, classically trained like opera singers yeah yeah so every 20-25 minutes or so they'll just slam out an aria you'll just um, stop what you're doing stop filling your face which i actually found really helpful because i was <laughs> not that hungry <laughs> um uh and um yeah you just listen to them sing i went last time the first time i was in new york i went to a similar place where it's like but they did the, you know they're off broadway um singers and they did like show tunes and stuff yeah um but uh, yeah this was opera um so i had a starter bad idea which was a soup which was lovely obviously like a nice vegetable soup um I don't know why I decided to have a starter as well, but I was just like, I'm here. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Um, someone else had got a, um, a main and it was quite a small main. And I was like, Oh, good. It's one of these places where there's smaller dishes, mm. but they're really fancy. Nice. Yeah. Mine wasn't. <laughs> Mine was this absolute hench <laughs> sausage and meatball pasta thing. And it was <laughs> divine, but I only managed about three quarters of it. I had to tap out. Like I was there for a while. Um, it was it's almost getting to the point where it's like, oh shit! Like I've got to get a train back yeah, to New York. Yeah, that, of course. Yeah. I was getting an Uber um, back to the uh, train station in Philly, and I was like, fuck! I've got like it's it's leaving in an hour. I better I better settle up here and um, get moving. But first, I had to go upstairs, not because I needed the loo. It's because where all the, <laughs> where all the rocky stuff is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can't miss that. Yeah, it's a nice corner. Loads of loads of the photos had Mike in, including the 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 photo that started it all, the photo of him and Stallone, mm-hmm. um, and you know the Adrian sign, another one of the um, paintings, um, which I got a nice close up of. I took some photos of all of that, then came downstairs, settled on, was just like right, better book an Uber. And as I booked the Uber, I'm just stood there and I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm standing where the speech was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm standing right there. Um, I was chatting <laughs> to the um, the security guard who'd sort of just started, um, you know, like how where I'd come from and you know why I was there and all of that. Speaking about Mike, of course he know he knew him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was just like, I just took a photo of a space where Stallone stood when he's giving that speech, mm-hmm. and I just stood there, you know, like um, my my Uber was about five or six minutes. Um, away so i just use that time just to stand there and yeah. think about the speech yeah and it's it's one of my favorite movie speeches of all time and i was just i'm stood in the spot where he gave that speech yeah right where he did it and you know it was just that was a really big part of the um whole day as well because it was just 
you know, that speech where he stood, you know, right there. And that's uh, the thing as well. You know, like we've we've said you rewatched all of the films before you went, but your next run through of all of them is, oh is something else again. Because we did the same. We rewatched all the Rocky films before me and Tina went on the tour. And then it was like a, a year or two afterwards, we mm. rewatched them all again. And it brings like even more life to them because you go and you remember them so well. You go, oh my God, I was there and I stood there. Yeah. Yeah. And the next time you watch the film and that speech comes up, you'll be going and it'll come back to you as clear as day that you were stood there. And yeah, yeah it's, it just adds that whole other layer to each of the films as you watch them again. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And yeah, just what a day. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing day in Philly. Yeah. Um, oh, I almost saw the Liberty Bell, but you had to like, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was it. I was just like, why didn't I go in and see Liberty Bell? Bit of a queue, and also, um, they were like, oh, you've got to empty, but you can't take any like bottles of drink in there. And I had like two on the go, and I'm just like, no, I'm fucking thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> that was why I did go to see Liberty Bell. Yeah. Did go to a gift shop though and spent too much money on um, uh, unofficial. Well, no, the, the t-shirt, the Rocky shirt I got is official. Yeah, the rest of it was just like unofficial tat. But I'm just like, I'm buying unofficial tat. I got a Rocky statue, which is also a pencil sharpener. <laughs> my mum at one for the office at work um um i got a keychain thing you know like yo philly like yeah i mean if the if the stallone store had been open i'd have just been oh, set and, yeah uh, that would have been it i know so, uh, should i ever get there again that that stallone shop is is going to be my downfall it will it'll be mine too by proxy i'd be like can you just get me a, yeah <laughs> you know um yeah because you wouldn't have to pay shipping which exactly. is a big part of it so. yeah 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 you save quite a bit that way um, so yeah, that was Wednesday. Um, I was, I, I, I was in New York till Saturday, so I need to carry on talking. <laughs> so Thursday, I had a bit of a lay in because it'd been a long old day the night before. Um, uh, got back quite late again, um, back into New York. Again, I might have had something to eat. Thursday, <laughs> bit of a lay in. And then I was just like, right, um, I'd already planned this. My original plan, as you may remember, was, um, going to Jersey for one of the days, but it was just it was, too much yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to go to Atlantic City and it was like six hours traveling. I'm just like, that's too much time out of my holiday just sat on a coach. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm glad I didn't because I had a really good few hours in um, Coney Island. Um, obviously, more movie references, obviously, The Warriors. Oh, mate. Coney yeah. Island. Pulling in and just like uh, getting off the subway and just looking out and you could see the wheel and all that. I'm just like, oh, oh my God, this is so cruel. <laughs> Rocky so, one day, the Warriors the next. That's that Ghostbusters so cool. the day before. Oh, my know. God. And then obviously there's another one after. I don't think there was anything on Friday, but Saturday there was. Mm. Um, so, um, so yeah, just and it was off-season, so everything was so quiet. Yeah. Um, and just walking through, like, it was so it was, it was eerie walking through these so many just giant, you know, giant fun fairs with a big famous wheel, all of that, but like there were some people working doing maintenance and stuff mm-hmm. and gardening and all that sort of thing. But like then I went onto the boardwalk and just walked along there. It's pretty quiet. Just it was, it's quite cold. Oh no, no. So I do apologize. It wasn't cold. That was the first day. It wasn't cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, just walking along and then went up to one of the piers and just looked at the sea and then walked back. Then went onto the beach and just walked. I was reminded of Angel Heart a bit um, as well. There's been Coney Island and Angel Heart, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, just. Uh, and um weren't many places open um there was a white castle we'll fucking get to a white castle um <laughs> i think i think our american listeners have already be going white castle did you go oh to that? yeah yeah they're going he fucking did didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
not that day. Um, I went to um, Nathan's um, mm, hot dogs. Which is hot. Oh my god! It's it's it seems to be famous for a lot of especially hot dogs. Yeah, but all sorts burgers. They do everything. The menu is just like I don't know what to do. <laughs> so um, I, it seemed to be hot dog. So I got a chili dog, a chili cheese dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some popcorn shrimp, which they're famous for as well. And I got a shake, which they're also famous for. <laughs> and it was, um, it was, the weather was nice outside. The sun was out, but the, the cold wind had finally dropped. And I know it was just a chili cheese dog and it was just popcorn shrimp and it was a milkshake, but all of them were perfect. <laughs> like it's one of those, you know, one of those meals, which is just like, you just remember in your mind, it yeah, was being like your yeah. mind forever. It was delicious. Um, it was so good. One of the best shakes I've ever had. The chili cheese dog was brilliant the popcorn shrimp was bang on it was just like just i was just stood and sat in front of this giant flag painting on a wall the you know the stars and stripes and it's like hot it said across it home of the world famous hot dog eating contest i was just like this is brilliant this is america <laughs> i love it um so yeah that was great just having a big walk around then i found a sort of like a souvenir store where i bought a an official nathan's uh t-shirt mm-hmm. with a little um little hot dog man with two hot dog girlfriends on it <laughs> oh arm in arm, brilliant. Um, yeah, and then I bought. Um, what did I buy? A, a Warriors tote bag, which I've used, is a bit crap, but uh, I bought it. Um, I think I bought something else as well. But yeah, it was just good. It was just a souvenir shop, and the guy had sort of like a leather beanie on. I'm just like, and he was quite old. I'm just like, he looks like he could have been in the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't remember what they all look like, but if that was one of the actors, that, that wouldn't shock me if that was one of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really fun. So um, yeah, a good few hours there. Went back, and then in the evening, I had a ticket to see Steel Panther. Um, didn't bother with Steel Panther because humour-wise, they don't really gel with me. Uh, there's my, uh, you know, if you obviously if you like them, that's fine. But like in this, you know, post Me Too era, I know they're a parody band. I know they're taking the piss out of you know what hair metal eighties were like. But they're still singing some ropey shit, man. I'm just like, oh, I just can't, you know, like my humor is sort of not on that, doesn't gel with theirs. Mm. But the reason I went, obviously, I mean, because I, I was like, I'll buy a ticket. And then I thought about it more, being like, mm, about it was tragedy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, an all metal tribute to the Bee Gees it, way back when in the 80s picture house. I saw, God, was this Junior's picture house days? I don't I think know. It was. Um, yeah, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I saw them in Norwich. Um, back when I lived there and they were great fun, great evening. They were headlining, but they're only supporting here. Um, and they were brilliant. Like got their shirt, absolute blast. They were all male bit tribute to the Bee Gees. There's a lot of stand up comedy sort of almost in there. They were like big comedy routine. So much fun. Great live album. It's not something I listen to on Spotify a lot. It's more mm. of a live experience thing. Yeah. Um, they were brilliant. Um, so much fun. Um, and uh, I'll be seeing them again in, I think, gee, yeah, two weeks today, actually, because they're doing a headline tour of the UK, and uh, I'll be reviewing it for the podcast website. Mm-hmm. So uh, more on tragedy um, then. Uh, but yeah, uh, I watched a bit of Crowbot. It was weird because still pound for comedy, tragedy comedy. Crowbot are just this sort of like stoner metal band. <laughs> Got about halfway through their set, and I was like, a bit bored. Mm. Um, we're going to go the, the woman at the door was quite shocked i'm just like she's like you can't you, there's no readmittance it's like no that's why i'm off so uh prior to that also i'd found I'd, i just happened to wander past um um new york's forbidden planet store 
Uh, um, holy okay. shit. Yeah. Um, Forbidden Planet in the UK. Oh my God. It's, I could have spent some serious money there. I bought two Blu-rays, got the fuck out. There was a lot of cool stuff in there, but I was like, I'm getting out of here now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then I, um, yeah, I just went back to the hotel. I can't remember. I just got a takeaway. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock by the time I got back because, you know, I, I walked yeah. um, both ways. So um, it's just nice to walk. I hated the subway. So confusing. So very confusing. I'm, I, I like, you know, I'm, I've got the, the underground in London down to a fine art, but this just made no sense. Like, oh, you need to get this line, which ends here. Get on it. Oh, no, not this one. Like, what? <laughs> so frustrating. So I did end up walking a bit, but because of the blocks, it's easy. It um, is. Yeah, it's a good system now, isn't it? Well, yeah, a lot of places yeah. in America where it's just all yeah, in blocks. Yeah. yeah, the blocks is very, yeah, wish we had that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Thursday. Friday, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, went to watch a parade for a bit. Um, about an hour, hour and a half. I just watched a parade go by. Um, I, I didn't know whether I wanted to because there's that, that cliche, like, you're literally watching the parade go by. I was like, when am I ever going to be in New York on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it was, it, it's that same sort of vibe as um, uh, the Rocky Steps. Everyone was just in a really good mood around, yeah. around the city. Everyone was like all in green, you know, you know, like had flags and stuff. And then I just got a good spot and just watched, you know, some brass bands and, you know, pipers and kids, you know, school brass bands and all that sort of stuff for a while. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. Yeah, and then I got a... Uh, um wendy's because that was literally it was so difficult to get around because all like so many roads were shut and i was just like oh god i'm hungry again and i was just like oh it's a fucking wendy's there so i uh, just got in there i had this i can't remember what it was it was bright blue and like i could feel my teeth decaying just drinking it oh god holy christ that was um that was something um yeah i had a shake there as well then i got um for Wendy, so uh, yeah, so that was most of the day doing that. I was just walking around a lot again. Um, pop back to the hotel, and then oh god, I, I don't know why I bothered actually because I was straight back out again on my way to Madison Square Garden, oh. the world's most famous arena to see yeah. Evanescence um, and Muse. Hmm. Um, I was up in the 200 seats, but great view, great view, and just being like. I'm in Madison Square Garden, you know, it's just one of those like... Yeah, another moment like that, yeah. Yeah, just like, I'm in this very famous arena. And yeah, great, great, like Evanescence are brilliant, Muse are brilliant. Amazing to see Muse, because like in the UK, they just play like festivals and like, I think they're doing like the Milton Keynes Bowl and stuff like that. They don't play arenas hmm. in the UK because uh, they can sell more tickets by doing outdoor shows. Yeah. So it's yeah, so good to see them live. Um, great night. Got back quite late. So I was just like, oh, I'll get a takeaway. It was about quarter to midnight I got in to the hotel. <laughs> more, more food. Oh, I love. Well, I mean, this is one of the great things about America. <laughs> We've talked about it before, haven't we? Is, oh, it's it's my perfect food place. It's America. It really yeah. is. Oh, my whatever you want, God. Like you said, whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was just like, I'll try White Castle. <laughs> well, actually, <sighs> let me take that back. When I say everywhere is the favourite food place, <laughs> there are some exceptions. <laughs> Yeah, not everywhere. So, and, and then, God, it took ages to come. It was like, it was getting on for like 20 to 1 in the morning when it finally rocked up. And then I got it out and I got one of these sliders. Yeah. And they're only three or four bucks. So I wasn't expecting much. And I got it out tiny. And I thought I got there, so I got their equivalent of like popcorn shrimp as well and like a Pepsi or some shit. Um, 
and I got the slide out, and it was tiny, and I'm just like, it's coming on for 1am, I don't give a fuck because it's tiny, I just feel like at this point I should just have something to eat before I go to bed, hmm. should have just gone to that diner again in hindsight, but you know, look, there we go, um, one bite, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what the f- fuck is that, <laughs> straight back in the bag, oh. picked up a popcorn trip, one, one of them, nope, vile what (laughs) fucking vile i have slated mcdonald's for literally decades as you know dave as anyone who knows me or has ever known me i can't stand it i apologize (laughs) mcdonald's is the victor cafe compared to white castle and i know american listeners be like yep um unless you like no i love it um if so please let us know yeah yeah why but it even it looks pathetic but you know looks aren't everything um as you and i both know dave <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it looked uh and i was just i was just like well i'm just gonna have my pepsi nothing wrong with that you can't fuck that up um i just went to bed on an empty stomach oh but yeah, like, why didn't I go to the diner? It was yeah. maybe I just couldn't be asked. I just wanted to go to, but like, a lot of me wanted just wanted to go to bed. Um, my hotel room was really nice, by the way. Yeah. Um, lovely king size bed. Maybe that's why I just wanted to go to bed. Um, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, but pulled it back the next day with food. Uh, the final day, Saturday, we're there. We say people. Um, another big walk. Um, I walked to um, another movie site, Cat's Deli. Mm-hmm. And I had what she's having. Uh, the pastrami on rye um, from when Harry Max Sally. Yeah. I didn't fake an orgasm. Um, oh, missed opportunity. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. I was thinking about doing it in the Wendy's the, night, the day before, but <laughs> um, I thought better of it. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Just like, I mean, it's a weird system. Have you ever been in there? No, no, I haven't. Like, it's a weird system. It's like how they used to do delis and where you sat down. Like, you take a ticket and you've got to keep your ticket um, or you'll get like a $50, uh, it was like a $25 charge. Hmm. And then you order it for the place and they write down what you have on the ticket. And then you go to a separate thing to get a drink and they write that down on a ticket. And then you go and sit down and then you pay for it like at the end. And then you give yeah. the ticket back to the guy at the door. I don't know why. Um <laughs> But that's apparently like how these delis used to work and so they're keeping that old school thing. Oh, okay. So yeah, I had what she's having uh, from a film. I was sat just, it was in the centre bank, that scene. Yes. In yeah. When Harry Max yeah. But I was just off to the left. But I could see the table. I yeah. was like, oh, there it is. Um, uh, does, he mark, does he mark that table at all? It's, yeah, it is marked. It is, yeah, yeah, this is, they say this is where Harry met Sally, but it's not because they've known each other for, years hmm. at that point in the film i digress it doesn't matter um but yeah only downside is my god it just falls apart i should have had like a knife and fork or something because like you pick it up <laughs> and you eat it and it just crumbles um so you're just like just eating random bits of bread and pastrami at some point yeah um the second half of it because it was like in two that was a bit more structurally sound and i managed to keep that <laughs> together but yeah oh was i full oh my god so good um, and then I had a bit of time left before I had to get to the airport. So I just wandered over to um, Freedom Tower because when I was last in New York, that was still being built. So I just had a look oh, around there. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was just like, oh, what's this building in this nice looking structure next to it? Oh, that's uh, uh, that's interesting. It's a Westfields. <laughs> it's like a fucking shopping mall. I was like, oh, 
that's not, I don't know what to think of that. Um, yeah, just had a wander around there, got got some ice cream, had to look at the pools to get, you know, like they have the, the fountains yeah, yeah, yeah. where the um, the Twin Towers were. Yeah. Just had a look at them. I mean, I'd looked at them last time, but I was just like, oh. And then um, it was time to go to the airport. Um, and that was, other than flying home, that was my New York trip. That was it. And again, like we said in the last episode, mate, if anybody wants to see the pictures, follow you on Instagram because you were putting some great photos. Yes, yeah. You, uh, as, as I record this, you have to uh, you have to sort of like request because I keep getting these fucking waves of spam, like, like friend requests and stuff. Sometimes it's just like, it's fine for ages and then they just come all at once. <laughs> and it's fucking weird on Instagram. I don't know what where it, where they come from, but um, yeah. So I, I will obviously accept real person requests. It might I, I might have turned it back to public by the time mm. this goes out because I, I don't like it being private. But I I don't like I don't want all these fucking weird um, <laughs> all these fa- all these fucking weird podcast listeners. Yeah, they're not <laughs> podcast listeners. They are absolutely not. They're ones with the gibberish names and they're yeah, called, yeah. and their username's P and then it's some half naked woman with like. Yeah. A link to their OnlyFans, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Make that money, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I digress. That was New York and Philly. It was amazing. Yeah, I just managed to get everything back in the backpack without having to buy any more luggage. That's good. They need more stuff to do at JFK when you went for a plane. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. forgot again. It got me again. Dallas, brilliant. There's a Popeyes. Um, fucking. JFK, nothing. Yeah. A whole lot of nothing. Uh, so, yeah. Amazing time. I don't know when I'm going on holiday again, but I hopefully the next year or two. Um, That's a good one to keep you going for now. Yeah, I did it. It's, yeah. But I've got a lot more to talk about. Bounce over to you, Dave. Uh, okay, then. Let's, let, well, let's get this out of the bloody way, shall we? You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> Only one. Can you believe that? There's just the one. Uh, and when I say the name, I'm sure that the majority of the podcast listeners will go, I don't know who you're talking about. Maybe you might do the same, mate, when I say that we sadly said goodbye, aged 71, to John Regan. Does that name mean anything to you at all? It does not. He he was a bass player for Fraley's Comet from 84 to 88. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was on the Fraley's Comet album, second sighting album. Um, I saw him a couple of times live. Um, yeah, really good. And um, yeah, he passed away just, I think it was last week, as we sit here recording now. Um, that's the only one that sort of flashed past my timeline. That have been uh, that's been eighties related, so uh, yeah, just the one this time, which is good. This I did, I did. Um, I'm not sure when I wrote this down, but things have changed because this is the one where I said it's a, a little bit of movie chat. Um, but you'll be doing the chat because I wrote down. I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, maybe not even that. It could have been last week, and I wrote down. Oh, the Evil Dead Rise trailer number two has gone online. But why bother talking about the trailer? when there's somebody here who's seen the actual film so yes i mean as long as you get this out before april 21st this will sound like some sort of sexy exclusive um yeah i saw it last night um there was a preview screening at the um my favorite cinema the prince charles cinema um uh the director lee cronin was there two sittings both sold out of evil dead rise of course um 
immediately as soon as they said this, I was like, oh yeah, like the original Evil Dead, the home of Evil Dead in the UK, uh, when that first came out way back when, was a Prince Charles cinema. You mm-hmm. know, they're the ones showing it. Um, uh, so it felt right that uh, they should be showing Evil Dead Rise, and it is an absolute blast. I was just so <laughs> like the, the trailer, like that red band trailer. I didn't see the second trailer. Uh, that that red band trailer, he was just like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember. Fede Alvarez's one much from 2013. I'm going to revisit it as well as the original three. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember I enjoyed it. Um, someone, it was uh, Jay Hunter from RSW Review, another a fine podcast, um, asked me about it yesterday, like how it weighed up against that one. I'm just like, honestly, can't. I remember liking it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, um, we'll definitely revisit that. But Rise is um, the old, the internet cliche. He understood the assignment um, with. Uh, <laughs> With the direct writer director, like it is relentless. It's a relentless onslaught of um, just gore and mayhem and dark humor. Like there's lots of laughs. He said afterwards, "I'm glad people were laughing because um, that was on purpose." Some good references. Is Bruce Campbell in it? Ooh, there is Bruce Campbell. Bruce, uh, you look out for. See if you can find him. Okay. It's uh, a fun okay. case. It's a fun game that they've been playing like on a publicity tour. See if you can spot Bruce Campbell in it. I thought I had. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. somewhere else. I was okay. like, oh, nice. Yeah, people. I think three people guessed, and then the third one got it. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah, uh, it's just he was saying as well because it's like you know in horror films where it's just like they're good and there's something really gory and horrible happens and they sit and talk about it for about five minutes. Yeah. And it just loses momentum. There's none of that. He said he did it on purpose. He was just like, no, it just needs to keep happening. And it does. And honestly, it's an 18 in the UK. And I was just like, this is pushing. Some of this is pushing an 18. Like, <laughs> is there a 21? Um, more so, we, in America, I'm just like, this is going to get an R. Because, I mean, I guess it's because it's like deadites and stuff. It's not, a, you know, it's not yeah, steeped yeah. in realism. Yeah. But, you know, there's stuff with some implements and tools that you know if you did that in real life that's what would happen so (laughs) it is carnage it's non-stop it's funny it's full-on it's yeah i absolutely loved it uh probably i'd be surprised if it didn't end up in my top 10 of a year wow yeah i mean i was optimistic but it exceeded my uh expectations it was just brilliant and uh, the q a was really good afterwards him talking about it he's really funny as well he's just like you he's an irish director as well um so had a really good sense of humor that came out in the film mm-hmm. um yeah go and see it when it comes out on april 21st and also it's probably going to make a decent amount of money because the budget he was saying like someone asked him a budget he was a bit coy about it he said it's in a region of 20 million dollars because it's pretty much just set in one location so with quite a small cast so yeah that's the sort of thing that makes a lot of money. So yeah, it's probably going to do really well. Um, so yeah, mm. not not Super Mario well, but you know, like <laughs> I, I I I'd like to see more in the, in this series. I'd love to him to do another one. If he, I mean, obviously he wanted to. Can't wait to see what he just does, does next. Generally, hopefully he'll get some more high, high profile um, gigs um, out of it. But yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, yes. I, I think he should do because I've seen nothing but good reports of this. So yeah, far. so and, um, I think you know, it's like, going to do well. People fainting and being sick. One person did walk out. He went to get up, 
And then he sort of sat back down again. He was a couple of rows to, in front of me off to the right. And then he did get up and leave. <laughs> I was right near the end. I was like, oh, mate. Felt like it. You know, when you know, obviously, you know when the film's wrapping up. Yeah. You know. I thought I'd just stay now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was like, it was quite intense, even like, even for horror, even for like a hardened horror fan. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, oh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh. Very evil dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go see it. Very much looking forward to watching it. Really am. Yeah. Um, well, I've just got a few TV things to throw at you, mate. Um, Fatal Attraction, the obviously 1987 movie, is coming out as a TV series shortly. Uh, is it? Yeah. Not sure about that. Also, Dead Ringers TV series. Yes. Now, I've heard about this. Looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah. I mean, I... I like the Cronenberg, but Rachel Weisz is in it. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. So there's on, there's two eighty stuff coming out as, as TV series, Fatal Attraction, yeah. and Dead Ringers. Not sure about Fatal Attraction, but I'm I'm mm. really looking forward to. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a um a pre uh, screening of the first episode at the BFI last night um, with Rachel Weisz and the director of the show and all ah, that. Okay, yeah. I think some other cast members and crew there, but it was the same night as Evil Dead, so can't go to everything. Exactly. But yeah, no, really looking forward to that. Um, it's on Prime, I think, isn't it? I think it is. Yes. Uh, and finally, my, my last thing is uh, still on TV. Yo, Polly! May the 17th. Oh, Jesus. Paramount Plus, the family Stallone. Uh, the trailer for it went up just the other day. And yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, we, you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. But make no mistake, it looks like garbage. Yeah. It's not like I know you don't watch this sort of thing. I no, don't watch this sort no. of thing, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah, just just because. Just I'm an because. idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, sure. I don't it know. I don't know how many I'll be able to watch, but um, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, it'll give us something to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll see how many I get through. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, mark those calendars, people. May the seventeenth. Paramount Plus. Yeah, oh yeah. Mark. Yeah. Uh, that's me done also um, talking of um, uh, May um, uh, the Michael J Fox documentary still Ooh, is coming yes. out yes I saw the trailer it's for that, that as well it's actually coming out it's, it's going I think it's Apple TV but it's actually I think Apple are doing quite a lot of their films in theater, um, in cinemas yeah. even this even just a documentary mm-hmm. um, I know Picture House is showing it so yeah I'll go to a cinema and see that because I don't uh, on a side note about like did you see the Variety article where like they're like Basically, it's like film companies realizing, oh, movies make way more money in the cinema, so they're sort yeah. of like, <laughs> yeah. like, no shit. Right? I mean, I, I don't think anyone expected Super Mario to make the amount of money it did, but mm-hmm. movies make more money in the cinemas than they do on streaming. Yeah, And it's just like, they did that before the pandemic. Obviously, during the pandemic where everyone cinemas were shut, yeah, streaming, of course. Mm. But now it's just like, yeah, they're open and, yeah. Yeah, and they're making not just as much money, but in the case of stuff like Mario, even not just Mario, Scream Six, biggest grossing Scream film ever, you know. Yeah. Creed Three, sorry, saying it out loud. <laughs> Raked it in. Um it's on digital now, Dave. You gotta watch it. Eventually. I'll get uh, there. Eventually. I'll get there eventually. Um, I mean it did rake it in for a bit. I think it had a bit of a steeper drop off than Scream did. But like all these films except Shazam. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brutal exception to the rule yeah. Um, yeah they're just raking it in so it's just like yes of course they're mm. making money and like Mario just broke every fucking record 
possible. It's like, yeah, and they're making more money than before. So, yes, cinema. Yeah. Thank you. Get, like, well, get everything the on the big screen. Yeah. So, what what did I do after New York? So, you know, you want to you want to ward off pre post holiday glums. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you do. And I mean, I got them anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was later. So, um, the um. So I got back on a Sunday. Didn't do, I think I went to the shocker. Went to the cinema on a Sunday. I can't remember what I saw. Did I write it down? Probably not. <laughs> no. Um, but on a Monday, I managed to get Tixies, tick, Tixies, <laughs> tickets to see Pixies or Tixies. If you if you want to shorten <laughs> shorten it, maybe I should shorten everything like that to yeah. get for everything to see Pixies at Roundhouse. Um, that was great. Um, came on, played for two hours, left. Uh, barely any talking. They just played. I think that's it. It's their thing, but yeah, brilliant. Um, had, um, of course, when I saw Pearl Jam at Hyde Park um, last year, completely missed them because reasons. Um, even though I was there, I'm going to go into that. Um, but yeah, this made up for it. Excellent gig. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's not your sort of thing, but uh, it was a. Uh, it would good. Good. Um, Tuesday, uh, I was still off work. I wasn't back to work to the Thursday. Tuesday, I went to um, see the new Brandon Cronenberg film, Infinity Loop, mm-hmm. which was um, great. Someone passed out. Um, oh my god! It was behind. I was in like the third row because there's a big sort of gap from the uh, front. Even the first, even in the front row, you've got a massive gap before the because there's a stage bit yeah. before the screen. So I was in the third row. So it was the doors are behind you so i couldn't really i was watching the film so i couldn't really and it was dark couldn't really see what happening but yeah there was a bit of a commotion someone passed out um it's pretty full-on um in a different full-on than evil dead rise but cronenberg it's yeah really good uh my uh mia goff we've been you know we've been talking about her recently, oh we god days. yeah yeah she's just been cast in the blade film uh which is good looking forward to seeing in that yeah. um I was just like, can she just be Blade? <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd, but yeah, no, um, her Marvel casting and that, yeah, absolutely. Strike while the arm's hot. She's, you know, she's in like Gold Toro's Frankenstein as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so yeah, she was great as well. I saw some people, like, I know you haven't seen Infinity Loop yet, but there's some people like moaning I saw online about one part of her performance. I'm just like, you don't get a character, do you? <laughs> but yeah really good there was a Q&A with a visual effects artist afterwards there were some questions about um, penises um, yeah that was a good evening yeah. um, that was at the Genesis Cinema it was in East London I don't really get there that much because uh, I don't really go East a lot uh, um, then the next night because I wasn't going to stop um, I wanted to go and see the Battle of Hell musical again because sort of years ago with Yali and Dr. Tom and I was just like oh, I want to go back not much recollection of it. Got some um, good seats um, on rushes. Um, yeah, just sort of again. It's really good. Yeah. The um, story's absolute garbage. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but it's all just getting to the next song. And the song yeah, oh, God, yeah. Immense. Yeah. And there's been all this stuff a few days later at one at the same show, the same theatre. Some people got kicked out for singing. And then obviously it's been in the news at the, um, the Bodyguard musical in Manchester. Some mm-hmm. people dragged out an older lady and maybe her daughter, I don't know, because they were just like 
screaming along to her songs. But it's just like <laughs> sometimes when you're in a theatre and it's a musical, like the Tina Turner one, at the end they're like encourage you to get up and sing along and maybe yeah. you'll uh, yeah, sing yeah. along to simply the best. Fine. It was like a gig. Um but if they say don't fucking sing along, don't sing along, we don't pay to hear you know, you singing along. We're paying to hear the professionally trained, amazing singers and performers <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and I mean, I've been talking about this a lot because I think since the pandemic, since the theatres and cinemas are reopened, people have just been acting as if they're still in their house. Um, <laughs> the amount of times I've had to tell people to be quiet or turn their phone off in the cinema oh, is just like, oh, what? Yeah. Didn't you used to have to do this before the pandemic? You're not at home anymore. If you want to... Like the last time I turned, asked them to turn their phone off, I think it was Cocaine Bear. It was just like, what? How were you distracted during Cocaine Bear? I know it wasn't perfect, <laughs> but it's not a boring film. Um, and he was just looking at, the, kept looking at the football results. What? Like, oh my! Go God. to a fucking pub and watch the football, or go yeah. home and watch the football. Don't sit in the cinema. Like, it's a ninety-minute film as well. Just and he was, oh sorry, sorry, and then didn't do it again. It's like you know you're in the wrong as yeah. well. Just, yeah, just. Didn't have, used to have to do this, but yeah, ever since the pandemic. But like I said to my, my old housemate Finn, it's like I think I said it to you as well. It's just like telling people, you know, having to retrain people on how to act in these public things. This is the same country that had to tell people to wash their hands after they did a <laughs> shit. So can't be too surprised. Yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, Battle of Hell, nonsense story, amazing songs. Not finished. Thursday, back at work. <laughs> boo. Succession at the um, British Museum Empire VIP Club joined that and one of their things was a um, sort of it's an undisclosed location till the last minute um, it was the first episode I love Succession Tina is enjoying Succession you she haven't even heard of it <laughs> no I've, I've got no idea what it is <laughs> Brian Cox is in it it's like about a family who's um, he's like the patriarch of a family but they're all split and divided they're wanting to take over a business all sorts of deals it's a bit like a Mur- like Murdoch Rupert Murdoch, it's like a TV, uh, media conglomerate thing. If he had like a family, it's brilliant. It's by the guy who wrote, um, created Peep Show of all things, but oh, wow. more drama than comedy. It's very funny, yeah. um, but uh, it's brilliant. And it was the first episode of a final season of that. And Jesse Armstrong, uh, the man himself, uh, was there to do a Q&A afterwards. Um, walk in, and it also appears there's another sort of premiere, I guess, for press. Because uh, I walk, fuck it, just walk past Brian Cox. <laughs> I just walked right past him. I was just like, I was just like, fuck me. I was, just, I wasn't, I couldn't even like. He's not. He's one of those. I just like, I can't approach him. He's fucking. This is Logan yeah. Roy. This is Brian Cox. This is Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I was like, I wish I could tell him to tell me to fuck off because that's yeah. a big thing. It's just like people. He's so baffled by it. I've been watching some interviews with him, and he's just like, yeah, people just come up in the street and ask me to tell him to fuck off. <laughs> and he was like, most of the time, I want to, so I do. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, people watch Succession. You know how good it is. The first episode was brilliant. The Q and A was so good about like how about the writing process and how they come up with this and what these little things mean. The audience questions were amazing. So good. Oh, um, that's good. You know, sometimes it can be a bit like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah, a Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah. Um, I swear, one of the people in the audience, she was trying to get his director's number last night. Oh my god! Like she was like, "Oh, she's going about the Easter eggs." She's like, "Oh, you could just email me them." I'm just like, "Stop trying to hit on him." What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, you can get really weird shit, but um, yeah, amazing questions. And yeah, like the Empire VIP, VIP Club, based on that, yeah, um, I will go to more things if, mm. uh, if they uh, appeal to me. Um, really well run and organized. Finally, that week, Friday, I went to see um, 
Wasp mm. and the Roundhouse. Um, as you know, and as I probably mentioned on the show maybe the last time, my expectations weren't high. I'd heard like, yeah, it's supposed to be the full the full show like they did on their first ever tour and apparently it just wasn't and yeah. I looked and they're only playing like 10 songs and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good. Like, um, could I mean, I'm, you know I'm done with 80s rock-inspired support bands. Um, <laughs> they just come and go, and I've seen so many of them, and it just seems so pointless. So I sort of like just on my phone through most of them, sorry. But yeah, they did a full like carnival sort of stage show, stage thing. And it wasn't like any pyro or anything, but it's lots of smoke machines. And he had Elvis, the giant mic. And he just seemed more animated, and he seemed yeah. quite humble. We've spoken about like how he wasn't as big as an asshole as he used to be. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd, it sold out, which, I mean, I was I was quite content to sit at home for about half an hour. And I was just like, fuck, it sold out. I still wanted to get a good spot. Yeah, the crowd were really up for it. Um, great performance. He's still great. Brought back Animal, Fuck Like a Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he completely mounted the mic at the end, like climbed right up it. Uh, he looked like exactly the same as he did when I first saw him live. That was like the mid 2000s. So oh, wow. he's aged quite well, yeah. like talking in the last 20 years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, only downside was when they got into the Crimson Idol, it just dragged it down a little bit. It, just, it was like 25 minutes of long songs of Crimson Idol. Yeah. When, you're in a, when you're in a punchy best of set, it did. Yeah. Like the Crimson Idol's amazing. Oh, it's obviously. a great album. Yeah, yeah. But it did drag things down a bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a week after. Um, couple of bits after that. Um, I went to see um, Skilamowski, Jerry Skilamowski, the director. Um, they were doing a thing at the BFI, like a talk with him, and they showed the shout afterwards. Only notable, I mean, obviously it was really good, but just one thing I'll point out, which was really funny. The, the um, Q&A was about 30, sorry, about an hour and a half, maybe a little longer. And he was going to introduce the shout. So he did, did the intro uh, the q a yeah i mean they only got up to about the mid 80s because he's an old guy and he rambles but it was good in a good way yeah, yeah. um and um so i had, I had better seats for a shout so and they put out chairs again on the table and a different interviewer came out she introduced him and he sat down and he basically just told one sort of like little trivia nugget for the making of a shout said thanks and he just got up and walked off <laughs> <laughs> brilliant i uh that was so funny i was just like heck and she the point of view she just looked stunned like i guess she was expecting a bit more of a conversation not just an yeah, anecdote yeah. of the filming of it um also um really cool was mark jenkins who directed ennius men and um ah oh, bait um literally we got a, a new film from him before the show um he'd gone to the location shooting locations of of a show and just like filmed a short film on like you know, like how clockwork yeah. cameras, you know, yeah. like he does. And that was just really cool. It was only about five minutes long and he narrated it. Um, and he was there to introduce it, which is really cool. Um, I thought Andy's men was fantastic. Um, so that was just a really nice extra treat that we got to see. I don't even know, like, if that will even emerge online or anything. It was just a five minute short. Um, so it's just cool to see that. Uh, so that was good. Then the next day, I'm almost done. We'll talk about these films soon. 
I think Dave will we'll touch on them soon if yeah if you yeah. think so. Yeah, you've been busy uh, though, mate. You've been like we say, you know, since you moved to London, there's there's always a lot going on. Yeah. And then um, the next day we saw the Midnight again. Again, we only saw them last year. Just spoke about them last year. Such a good live band. Um, Doctor Tom came up. Chris Howard came up. Uh, Jenny Ian was there as well. Uh, got something to eat. Saw them at Hammersmith. Just great. Their saxophonist, their sax man, is amazing. Just God, he's good. Um, so yeah, that was really cool seeing them Midnight again. Mm-hmm. It'd only been ten months, but that last time we saw them was so good. But yeah. so it was just like. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. We just get to see an excellent gig twice in 10 months. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is it. Um, coming up, I know we've got, obviously, I mentioned um, uh, Tragedy. Um, there's another podcast review I'll be doing. Um, only, only flipping Joe Satriani. Oh, no. It's, it's, I told you, didn't I? Um, I sent you the email and go. Okay, we've been offered this. Do you want to? Do you want to go and review? It? It's at the London Palladium, isn't it? I think, if I remember rightly. Yes. Um, yes. And because we got sent the dates of of the UK dates that Joe Satriani is doing, and it was like, oh, Manchester. Oh, right. Let's have a look what date. And it's like, oh, it's a Sunday. And I know from the, from the last gig from the other month that I went to in Manchester on a Sunday. And then didn't get back to like the early hours here and then work the next day. Um, it was a definite lethal weapon. You know, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, I thought I can't do you need, this anymore. Yeah, you, you need a day off. I do. Um, I'm fine. If a gig at the TIV, which is close to where we are, yeah, I could just about manage that on a, you know, on a school night. Uh, but if it's Liverpool or Manchester and yeah. I've got to work, work the next day, it's it's no, I can do that. Oh, why does it have to be on a Sunday? So I chucked it towards you, and and I've got knowing that you'd be ravenous for it, mate. Which you know, yeah, I mean, like, it was quite be. funny. You were just like, I saw the thing, and I was just like, yes, like capital S, yes. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh wait, wait, no, May the seventeenth. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought April the seventeenth. I don't know why. And then I was just like, quickly check with Joy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Not seen him live before. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fucking Joe Satriani. What a legend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look out for a review of that on the website as well. Mm-hmm. My final thing, we'll we'll seek lovely, lovely, nicely into my movie pick. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I'll preface, we have just randomly chosen films we've seen before, which we like this episode. Yeah, I think um, it's a good, I mean, because the first show of the year was the catch-up show, um, but I think we want to make this a regular thing, don't we? The first show of the year yeah, we just pick what each of us think is. I mean, because we didn't know. We, you know, we. I've I've picked a film. I think right, Tom. We're watching this because I think it's really good, and you've done the same with yours. So then we know that at least once a year, we're going to watch a good film. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I was more selfish with my pick, but anyway, my final thing is so. I think I mentioned last month or a month before. No, probably last month. Like I'm doing that insane week of gigs yeah which involves Iggy Pop and Blondie and Billy Gibbons and Kiss and Springsteen twice and Billy Joel and all this and then a Sunday I was just going to be like oh cool nothing a day off at last well I knew not long after that I was just like oh that's London Film and Comic Con and me and Chris Howard always go there every year on a Sunday mm-hmm. well we've started to you know it's becoming a sort of yearly tradition that we go yeah, yeah, yeah. and have a wander around and sometimes I'll meet you know like I met um, I met um Grand L. Bush last year, you know, just be one of the, you know, the sort of the smaller guests who have been in loads of films and mm. be really cool to meet. 
because they're cheap as well. Yes. Um, and you can have a longer chat with them and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, we'll go. And I saw Scott Adkins was there. I was like, I know you got me that signed photo a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be nice to meet him. Um, we oddly got a mutual friend. Um, so I was going to, I'm still going to meet Scott Adkins. Yeah. Uh, but then and I was just like, I was literally saying to uh, Chris, like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, that's me. I'm cheap. You know, all of these jokes about, you know, <laughs> meeting with cheap guests. And then I went to see, was it Dungeons and Dragons or something at the cinema and came out and Robert Beasley had messaged me that they had announced Chuck Norris. <laughs> for uh, film Comic-Con. I have never spent £125 so quickly. I have booked a photo with him. I will be meeting in July Chuck oh, Norris. Is, is your photograph going to be you roundhouse kicking him in the face? I wouldn't dare. I'd tell you my life. Yeah, it's, I don't know what the photo will be, but um, I'll be having to be like, well, what shall I wear for Chuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I booked. Um, I didn't know. How, don't know how it works. Um, I booked batch two of four, so I'm assuming that's a bit later in the day. So I don't have to yeah. be there first thing. I probably will be there first thing because I'll be Chuck. Um, so yeah, I won't get anything signed. But honestly, I wouldn't know what to get signed. I love so many of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to get like a proper photo with him, me and Chuck. Chuck, that is so awesome. Norris. Um, I've now booked a Monday off work to have my relaxed day. <laughs> you will need to recover. After all of that, that is. I mean, yeah. even if you hadn't got all the gigs and everything, just the very fact that you're going to meet Chuck Norris on the Sunday, you need the Monday off to recover. Yeah, no, I will take that day off and not do anything. My God, Tom, no, don't don't book nope. anything. Just don't. I'm, I manage, I'll probably end up at the cinema, but that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Um So yeah, so on that note, it's time for my movie pick. White Lightning is back. The non-stop excitement that created a legend continues. Martial arts superstar Chuck Norris in An Eye for an Eye. It's a bigger operation than I ever even imagined. Need protection. Your undercover operation was the best-kept secret this narcotics bureau has ever had. So tell me something, my friend. Where was the leak? We were set up. Linda was... Very special to me. Very special. Her death was an exit. How do I defend a man like you? I'll save you the trouble. I understand that since you left the force, you no longer carry a weapon. He is a weapon. Chuck Norris at his biggest. In the combat I have witnessed, your form has been impossibly cruel. Well, I get a little nervous when someone's trying to kill me. Chuck Norris at his baddest. Chuck Norris in his most explosive film yet. Try me. Oh, boy. White Lightning is back. Martial arts superstar Chuck Norris in An Eye for an Eye. Well, <laughs> how long were they calling him White Lightning for? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Hmm. Um, so, yes, on the Chuck Norris theme, you get to hear me talk. Even <laughs> more. 
Um, I, I mean, we were like, yes, we'll pick a film that's guaranteed to be, you know, a, a banger. Um, but I'm sort of just starting to watch Chuck Norris films. Um, yeah. So I was just like, well, I'll just carry that on with um, Eye for an Eye from 1981. Um, this has got a mega cast. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's an incredible cast. You probably heard in the trailer just for, you know, just recognizable voices yeah. to start with. I mean, Richard Roundtree is in it. Um, he's the, the, the police captain. Um, uh, Mako's in it. Uh, and, I mean, if you didn't recognize the voice of Christopher Lee, come on now. Oh, come on, yeah. Mel Novak, uh, Mel Novak, who... Um, co-star of uh, Samuel I. Cop. Samuel I. Cop and um, guest on the show from ooh, 5th of April 2015. I even made a note of the date. Even then, and even um, Bernie himself. Uh, he's not in it much. Terry Kaiser is his partner. So basically the plot, very simple. They're under Sean Kane, obviously <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> And and Dave, I'll be unfortunately named Dave Pierce. If you grew up in the nineties, listening to Radio One in the UK, God, every time he, I was just like, "What?" Dave's Dave Pierce's dance anthems just kept pumping. It was just like every time it's just like kept banging on about Dave Pierce. I'm just like, what the DJ? So <laughs> anyway, that's Terry Kaiser, who's obviously burning at Weekend at Bernie's. He's not in it long. Um, they're undercover. Um, Pierce gets killed. Kane goes too far in revenge, gets kicked off the force, etc. Then mm. um, there's a reporter, you know, trying to get to the bottom of well, she gets killed, spoilers. Um, and then it's just Chuck goes for revenge, yeah. immediately starts banging the um, uh, reporter's neighbor. Um, <laughs> and just, yeah, uh, Christopher Lee um, works, is like in charge of the. Um, News channel where a reporter worked at. Obviously, he's a bad guy. He's literally got a tash, an evil tash, and he's smoking a pipe in one scene. And it's almost <laughs> like, I mean, if he wasn't even Christopher Lee, British pipe tash, yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Um, like you, Christopher Lee, you can't have him in a film like this and he not be the bad guy. It'd be so fucking weird. <laughs> even if you don't know who he is, you'd be like him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's an amazing cast to it. Um, it still feels a bit TV movie at times. Yeah, yeah, I a agree. A bit more, a bit more, obviously violence and um, sexy scenes. But it, <laughs> I mean, the music doesn't help. The score is just like, oh, oh my god, na, 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 yeah, na, 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 na. you know, like that sort of like eighties TV show, yeah, um, score. Um, but the action is cool. Chuck Norris does he okay he ducks a lot <laughs> um, I just know yeah he was ducking so much there's a bit where there's a people he's being shot at in a helicopter and obviously none of the bullets hitting him and he just sort of ducks he's on the top of a building on the roof of a building mm. he just sort of ducks and the helicopter just turns away and leaves and it's like <laughs> well we tried but he's ducking a lot <laughs> what, what can we do what can we do yeah. if he's ducking he ducks a lot and it yeah. works so um when had you uh, i hadn't seen this film in about 10 years i guess 10 or 12 years uh, when did you um last see it oh my god i would i would say the last time i watched it um uh, would be probably mid to late 80s on vhs 
So this was pretty much the first time watching well, it. As, it as near as so happened. long. Yeah, so long. I couldn't remember anything about it at all. Um, I mean, the thing we've got to discuss, mate, is, and I can, there's something about Chuck Norris films when he's clean shaven. I don't like clean it's shaven. It's weird, isn't it? I don't like he's, clean shaven Chuck. He's a man who suits a beard. I exactly. went on his Instagram and thankfully he's got a beard at the moment. I know there's been some times um, in his latter years where he hasn't had the beard. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fortunately, not at the moment because I want to fight him with a beard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird, but also one of my favourite Chuck Norris films is Forced Vengeance, which is where he's got ah. a tash. Yeah, yeah. But that's just so wildly entertaining. But yeah, like he was completely clean showing this, and it does look a bit strange. Because mm. it's clearly him. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But just so used still, to him. Yeah. With he's very hair. 70s, very 70s Chuck Norris, even though this is a 1981 film. Yeah. The, the, the spillover of the 70s. But yeah. yeah him, and I mean, I always get these mixed up with like, because I just haven't watched these, you know, like, I don't know about you, Dave, but like when you feel like watching a Chuck Norris film, you just go for the cannons. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like this, Good Guys Wear Black, Breaker Breaker, The Octagon, A Force of One. They all sort of blend. Like I'm mm. not like I can't. Dif- I mean, just don't. Wa- I haven't watched them enough. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're like his non-facial hair era. Um, <laughs> but um, it's still entertaining. It's it like is. it's so like it's just all the cliches like him haunted by nightmares, and you know like. Oh, you could, you know, like to the to his soon-to-be girlfriend. Like, oh yeah, you can stay at mine. And it's just like she's like old enough to be his daughter. Uh, it's just like it's fine. <laughs> it does. It does have my second favorite film thing in films in it. And I mean, you know, mate, and regular listeners know my favorite thing is the leg up. The leg up in yeah. films is a classic. Um, again, gratuitous plug on screen leg up on Instagram. Go, go and follow and see the many leg ups. That I watch. Um, my second favourite, though, and there's an amazing example of this in this film, is the unnecessary forward roll. And oh comes, my god, comes, there were so many. It's this one, and I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer. And it's this this door is going into this building, and the doors open, and he, he goes through the door. He doesn't even do the. He doesn't even do the unnecessary forward roll through the door. He comes in through the door, and then he does it, and then he gets up and keeps walking. And you're thinking, why did you do it? I mean, I love it when it happens in the film because I just find it so hilarious. Uh, but yeah, th- there is an absolute prime example of it here. Um, yeah, and everybody, please, please keep an eye out for on-screen leg ups, of course, but. Keep an eye out from now on for that unnecessary forward roll because it is for, for Roly Poly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so often when it's just he, not needed. He rolls into it and then he ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. I yeah, mean, it's usually it it's usually followed by you know they'll do that and then they'll bring a gun up and start shooting. But he doesn't even do that. He just like carries on walking. And you go, why did you do that forward roll? It saves a bit of time. Yeah. Gets, I mean, gets you to where you need to go quicker. Yeah, and it looks fucking cool, especially if you're Chuck Norris and you're doing it. That's why that's... I think that's how anybody should enter a building, no matter what building it is. Go to, go to work, mate, on Monday and just do a forward roll. Oh, I, I actually, I was watching this and I was just like, I used to be doing... Like, when I was a kid, I used to do them loads. I used to be, like, quite good. I don't know. It's good for word. I don't know. I used to, I used to do them. <laughs> Um, 
I was just like, could I even do that anymore? <laughs> I feel like yeah. I could really like, you know, like sometimes in the shower, I just hurt my neck and yeah. it takes like <laughs> yeah. two days to stop hurting. So probably not. Uh, but yeah, he, yeah, it's a lot of forward roles. Yeah. Um, another person who's in this film, I forgot to mention, you know, my God, it's just like every, you know, you've got, I mean, Christopher Lee is a bad guy and you've got Richard Roundtree as the, the police captain. Even the henchman, um, I'm sure you recognise the henchman, um, the professor. Ooh, maybe did I? I don't know. I mean, he's been in. I mean, he, he's most famous for the Running Man, Sub Zero, the Running Man. Ah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But Dark Man. I mean, um, Last Action Hero. Yeah. Uh, Dead Heat. Um, just various TV episodes, Black Rain. Um, Professor Toro Tanaka, a uh, former wrestler. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, ah, the classic henchman, even that. <laughs> and um, Mako is in it as well. That should sort of like, kind of pointless in being in it, but it was fun to see him. He's just yeah, part yeah. of a fun cast. So, uh, yeah. Th- uh, what what else did you get from it? Um, I think, well, I think Chuck gets done a little bit dirty in this for not looking as tough as he should. I mean, we've already said about the facial hair, which helps, but there's one, there's one specific scene, which they kind of done so much better to make him look really fucking hard because he's working out and he's punching and, and kicking a punch bag. And you'd think they'd do something ridiculous. You know, he, he punches it so hard that it explodes or whatever. <laughs> he does it. And I forget if he punches it or kicks it. He does one or the other. And it's it's like hang it's outside, it's hanging from a tree. And the way that they did it, they must have gone, right, wait until wait until Chuck like kicks it or punches it. And then we'll make it look like he's he's really like he's so powerful. And all they did, like there must have been somebody just out of shot at the top of the picture that just sort of snipped the bit of rope that <laughs> the punch bag was hanging from. So he like punches or kicks it and it just sort of goes plop. And falls to the floor. And it was like, it looked pathetic. And that's supposed to make him look like, oh my God, this guy's invincible. He punches a punch bag and it just plop to the floor. I did not notice that. That was was so, I thought, they've done you dirty there, Chuck. They could have made you look so much tougher in just with that one thing, that one change. Um, But then, having said that, they went the other way with the sound effects. And... um, he does a lot of kicking, obviously. Chuck, he can get his leg up there, can't he, and kick people. So he can. Uh, the sound effects when he's kicking people, I'm, I'm, I swear that whoever was doing them got mixed up. They'd got a bank of, of sound effects for people being kicked, and they'd got a bank of sound effects for gunfire because it was just like <laughs> shots going off whenever he kicked people. The, you know, the sound effects were so over the top. Um with that, so yeah, I, I did think he got he he got done a little bit. He could have looked tougher and meaner, and just a few little changes. A few I mean, little changes some of his like wardrobe that. as well didn't oh, really do him any favor. Like, no, God, too much time in that sleeveless puffer jacket. Too much, too much red, too much red stuff going on with him. It, he had yeah. a couple of he had a couple of like velvety shirts which were like not really for fighting, but like mm. he was just in that fucking puffer jacket without the sleeves, just like that. Like, it doesn't look good. No. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you're very, you're Chuck Norris. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in later films, he 
that was this was corrected but yeah there was some <laughs> costume design that was a bit like oh, mm. oh dear yeah you could sort of see it's it's still early days with the evolution of you know the chuck norris that has become famous yeah yeah but it, yeah it was good like you said it was more or less like a first time watch for me and um yeah i enjoyed it i mean come on it's a chuck norris movie so yeah it was enjoyable fun cliched enjoyable mm. fun with some kicks and Extra roly-polies. Yes. Don't forget those unnecessary forward rolls, mate. Just got to go for them. <laughs> Just got to go for them. Uh, would you watch it again? I don't know why we were asking. Um, yeah. Yeah, I probably would. I think that goes for any Chuck Norris film. You know, yeah. Even, so, you know, even even if you think, eh, it wasn't great. There's not many, like, they're all just sort of like a consistent quality, aren't they? Yeah. There's not any, like, I can't, couldn't say, oh, yeah, this one absolutely sucks. Hmm. Would watch it. God, it was like a blemish, you know. But you can that was you can say that was Stallone. You can say that was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, you can definitely say it with Van Damme and Segal. But Chuck Norris, they just. I mean, people. There's definitely people who just would not like them because they're you know. There's no five star Chuck Norris films, but they're just mm. a consistent quality. You know what you're getting. Cliched as hell, but yeah. It's Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm glad you picked it, mate. That was that was a fine pick. Right. Excellent. Shall we move on to uh, my pick? Yes. Right. Let's do it. It haunts our cities. It's here. In this house. Now. It wants them. Before they knew it was happening, it had already begun. What was that? How sounds? Jumping at shadows. Flinching at noises. Wondering what's real. All of it is real. Everything is going to be okay. If it doesn't scare you to death, it will find another way. Of unknown origin. So that was my pick, 1983's of unknown origin, uh, starring Peter Weller, obviously a pre-RoboCop Peter Weller, and I love this film. I've seen it loads of times. Absolutely love it, and I think it's one when people mention Peter Weller. Obviously, you know, RoboCop's the first one that comes up. Um, Buckaroo Banzai, probably second, would you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not a lot of people seem to bring up of unknown origin. Uh, and I don't know why, because it's bloody amazing, as far as I'm concerned. Directed by George P. Cosmatos, who two years later would do um, Rambo, First Blood Part Two, then the year after would do um, Cobra. So obviously he's on my good list for directors <laughs> for doing that. Uh, but, but this is, uh, yeah, let, let's, I mean, when I say it stars Peter Weller, and obviously there are other people in it, um, including Shannon Tweed, Married yeah. to Gene Simmons of Kiss uh, in real life, who plays um, 
the wife, uh, Peter Weller. Yeah. Played, Peter Weller <laughs> plays a character called Bart Hughes and Shannon Reed plays his wife, Meg. Yeah. Just uh, but also, by the way, like, that was, I did not buy them as a couple because she is stunning and he is like, <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's not ugly, but it's just like, but, no way. Yeah. He's no Gene Simmons, mate. That's for sure. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, I mean, so the story, it's a, quite a simple story. Uh, so it's it's Bart Hughes, Peter Weller, who's um, his wife and kid go off on holiday. He can't go off with them. Uh, he's working for promotion with his firm. Um, and they live in this renovated... He, he has handcrafted everything as near as damn it. He's very, very house proud. Uh, renovated this house that they live, this sort of red brick building in New York, which, and it's set in New York... Um, which I've, you know, I've been to New York twice, and I don't know why it has never crossed my mind to try and find out where this house is because it's got a very distinctive look to it. Mm, and yeah. I thought I'd love to have, you know, just to go and you know have your picture taken outside and all that kind of shit. I thought so. It's definitely if I ever get to New York a third time, I want to find out where the house is and have a picture with it because yeah. I'm presuming it'll still be there. It's you know, it's a bit different to. You know, to different things. You know, whole house being knocked down. Um, I'd love to go. Love to go to that one. Anyway, so he's stuck there, and he's working for promotion, and he hears sounds, and there's a rat in there, and he doesn't believe at first that there is a rat. You know, he's he's rebuilt and re- renovated this house, and it's his pride and joy. How dare there be a rat in there? Mm-hmm. And he's working hard and working and works, taking up all of his his mental capacity. But then this rat, <laughs> the rat for want of a better phrase, starts taking the piss out of him. And it's, you know, nibbling things and, and, and winding him up to the point where Bart Hughes quite literally loses his mind. He, go, he goes yeah. crazy. He goes absolutely crazy. And he starts by putting pads on and puts, gets a baseball bat and he's hammering nails through it and all these big traps. And uh, he brings in uh, exterminators to try and help him and, they can't get rid of him, and it all escalates and escalates and escalates. And when you look at it from the outside and just take it piece by piece, you think some of the things that happen in it are just so bloody ridiculous and over the top that, you know, it's it's unbelievable. It's silly. But I think the film is crafted so well that you go with it. And because it's just a little, a little bit builds up there and a little bit more and a little bit more, you go in, yeah, that could really happen. That, that could really happen. Um, and it, I love how the rat is introduced into this. The, fir- the first time that you see the rat, you don't, well, you don't see the rat. The first time you know that there's a rat in there, it's just um, Bart's in the kitchen and he's making breakfast and you just see this like reflection of something going past in the toaster and you go, oh, that's a rat. You'll see a little bit of a tail flick around a corner. You'll see a shadow on the on the wall um and then again before you actually see the rat itself you get rats point of view shots so you see yeah. what you see what rat is seeing and uh, <laughs> then the for the first time you actually see the rat you don't see all of it it's as though uh, the rat is walking on like a, a glass table and you're underneath and you just see a close-up of its foot and claws as it's moving around. I think the build-up to it is really good. It reminded me in a way of with Jaws, how, you know, for so long you don't see the shark. It's mm. just hinted at and you see the POV from the shark's point of view. Well, they do the same here. Uh, 
with the rat and um oh my god yeah it's it, it's just the way that it all builds up from little things like you say the wood pits you off you know you open a kitchen cupboard and something's been nibbled um and i think one of the tipping points that starts to starts to push him over the edge as far as you know just getting so obsessed with this rat and this would this would do the same for me is you know it, it, it's sort of the middle of the night and you're busting for a pee and you go to the bathroom and you lift up the toilet um toilet lid and a rat is in there and it leaps and try, try, tries to grab hold of your cock well you, that would kind of piss you off a little bit um there was actually talking about being pissed off this has just come to mind and i don't know if you noticed this mate um but this this pisses me off every time I watch it. It's so annoying. For a guy, right, you've got this this Bart, Bart Hughes, very intelligent man. He's going for a promotion at his firm. You know, he knows his shit and all of this. And you see him in his in his office and he's working away and he's, he's got the shelves and they're full of books and he's got his sound system and he's got a TV. Obviously, it's the old school CRT TVs. The TV, did you see the placement of it, mate? Right on the floor. <laughs> it's in it's in his office and he's got all this shelving space you know and hi-fi systems you know where it usually is you know about waist height there there or thereabouts maybe a little bit higher the tv is it's on the floor in these shelves and i'm thinking who has the tv that low i've seen tvs where people have it ridiculously high you know and they have it over the the fireplaces and it's almost touching the ceiling I have never seen it apart from in this film where somebody has the TV so low and that, that just gets to me every time. I want to scream at him, put your TV up higher. That's a stupid place to do it. That's yeah, uh, the sort of thing people like us will notice. It is though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, but I think that I think this is, you know, obviously as much as I love other films that George P. Cosmatos has done, you know, the, the two aforementioned with, you know, Rambo, um, two and uh, and Cobra, I think this is his best film as a director. The stuff that he does, like mm. I say, the way that he introduces the rat, the shots that they use before you even see it. There's a lot of um, split diopter shots, you know, where half of the half of the lens is near sighted, the other half is far sighted. So you mm. get you know you get, you get the so you'll see the rat really close up on one side of the screen, yeah. and then on the other side, you know, it's usually Bart. He was in the distance and he's doing something and he's got no idea that the rat is watching him. Um, I, and there's quite a few of those. But the use of the camera and the build-up of the suspense, I think, is brilliant in this, the, the way that they do it. Like I said, to the point where you suddenly go, oh, my God, this is all a bit ridiculous, but I've gone with it, not knowing that it's just all been building up bit by bit, um, to the point where... Now, I'm not going to give away the end. I'm not going to say, does the rat win or not, because people that, that haven't watched it you need to go and watch it and to find out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what did you think of it? I mean, you've seen it before, haven't you? I mean, yes. I mean, if longer time listeners of a show, listeners of a show might mm. notice that yeah, yeah, yeah. for the first time ever, this is a film we've already spoken about. Yes. Um, way back in, I think, on the single digits on 80's Picture House. I think it was, mate. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yes, I saw it then for the first time. I haven't seen it since. Since then, in fact, last year, um, I've, I just last year, last summer, for a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, um, 
there was a mouse in our house um <laughs> london it, Ooh, it, okay. it, it happens more yeah and it was in my room a few times oh. like in the night so fuck you for picking this <laughs> because this i there was bits of this i couldn't watch like i was literally just like i can't watch this the sound i'm like i'm glad i didn't see yeah. this in a cinema because the sound the noises were yeah. oh my god i was just like oh this is this is being but obviously i didn't have a rat the size of a thing yeah in in this film it was just it was just a little mouse um but oh my god <laughs> it was just like oh it was just like the like it's bits where it's in the bed with him and stuff and i was just like oh. i can't watch like i physically <laughs> can't watch this so a lot of it i was just like looking down and just like oh god this is it's too soon yeah it's too soon um peter weller is fantastic in it yes um yeah. like yeah just you know like you say business guy going for your promotion and then you know very house proud you know he's done all of this and then just slowly starts to unravel and you know culminating in how it culminates mm -hmm. um it's yeah it's a fantastic performance but yeah. oh it was <laughs> so it was That's a bit great. you know like i mean we had to like you know we just I, I think we got away with not killing the mouse we just managed yeah. to flush it out with like put steel wool and yeah um putting sprays down like so sort of peppermint sprays um down and we managed to flush it out that way um without having to kill it which is great yeah uh, um but yeah still it was just you know that's unsettling feeling i had a few t-shirts that are on the floor that got nibbled on and stuff like that and just knowing it being in the in the, in the room <laughs> and like there was sometimes waking up and you hear it but you, they're so fast and you can't do anything and then just watching that it was like good yeah, that, that definitely added another layer to your viewing experience yeah that's so for sure thank that. you for that i that's um, right. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, at this point i'll already jump to i don't know if i'd want to watch that again anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is very good um yeah i would probably agree like obviously rambo's and rambo and uh, first blood part two and um cobra fantastic but yeah like as a film with like you say what he does with it with, yeah. the, with the camera work and the sound and um the tension and I don't think it gets silly. Like, I mean, it's a giant fucking rat which attacks mm. people. Which attacks people. Bit silly, you know. I mean, I, maybe it does happen. Rabid mm. rat. But I never thought it got really daft. Mm. Which is which is good. I wish it did. I wish <laughs> it, it had. A, I wish it. I wish it had a scene where it had a knife or something. Just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is, yeah, like this is fine. It's got a fucking knife now. This is yeah. this has gone into realms of. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, impossibility yeah uh good but now nah, but yeah it didn't and oh. i mean but fortunately i was just like i was like i'd watched a couple of episodes of tv and then i'll put the film on i'm just like this is like oh man am i gonna sleep am i gonna be like <laughs> every yeah. noise i hear yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't i felt oh, that was good so but yeah um yeah cheers for this one dave <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome mate. uh yeah, I agree with what you said about Peter Weller. He is he is really really good in this, and he he carries the movie because he's in virtually every scene. You know the the rest yeah. of the cast, the rest of the cast are, are just fleetingly in it. It's it's his film, you know, all the way through. It's Peter Weller's film because he's he you know it's him versus a rat, and you don't see the rat too often. So it you know he has to be on top form to carry it and make it yeah. believable. And yeah. he does go from like you said the the very beginning this really you know even overly confident businessman 
to this absolute wreck at the end and you see his journey all the way through that. And um, yeah, he is absolutely incredible in it. So um, yeah, it's, I love it. It's um, obviously it's not the first time I've watched it and it, I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. So I don't know if it's ever, because I've got the DVD of it. Uh, I've never actually looked at it if it is available on Blu-ray and that's that's something I should actually do, I yeah. guess, and have a look. It is, it is, yeah, it is one that I'd upgrade to, to Blu-ray for. Um, and it just, if it hasn't got one, I think it's a film that deserves a Blu-ray release, definitely. So, uh, yeah, f- for me, well worth watching uh, and re-watching. And, um, yeah, if if you watched it and liked it or didn't, um, give us a shout, let us know. And if for some reason you've never seen it and this little chat has uh, got you a bit intrigued and you do want to watch it, and you, then you do, again, send us, uh, send us an email or a tweet or something and let us know what you think, which is always good. Right. Does that take us on, mate, to the films? We're, we're back to normal now, aren't we, with first time watch and first rewatch? First time and rewatch, yep. Back and um, we're back to it. And um, I know it's we're going to go with your first time watch, so I'll just play this little sound clip and then it'll be over to you, mate. I, that was weird. I didn't really hear it that well. <laughs> anyway, that sound clip played, and I definitely heard it. Yes. Um, so, my first time watch pick from the director of An Eye for an Eye. Ooh. Featuring star of An Eye for an Eye, Richard Roundtree. Also featuring star of Eye for an Eye, Christopher Lee. <laughs> In a teen sex comedy. <laughs> Jocks. Jocks. What year is Jocks, mate? 1986. Wow. The poster defies... It, it, the poster is a... Uh, a locker room, a uh, guy in little blue shorts, and that is all on a bench looking oh, hoo, hoo, at, a, at, a, <laughs> at a camera, um, being mounted by a lady in a sort of crop t shirt yeah. and red pants who's got like one hand <laughs> on his chest. It is apparently 14 sex comedy, and Christopher Lee's in it. So, Christopher Lee in a sex comedy, and from the 80s, and we've never seen it again. How do these things happen? The decade that just keeps on giving. It is. And long may it continue to do so, mate. So, yeah, get ready for jocks. And it is, um, isn't it available? Did you say it was on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it oh. looks like a decent um, a decent copy. So, uh, oh, so there you go. If, if anybody out there wants to watch it as well and send us your thoughts before we record the, uh, the April show at the end of the month, let us know. That'll be good. Uh, I'm going to play, mate, because it's my rewatch pick. I'm going to play our uh 80s related card because my film is from 2014 um, mm, I, i've only ever seen it once and that was at the cinema when it came out yeah. in, in 2014 so i've not seen it again um and i'd love to have a re it's, it's been one i've been meaning to re-watch for quite a while so this is a good good opportunity to do it really um and it's on amazon prime over here in the uk it's directed by David Ayer, and it stars Sam Worthington and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is ah. Sabotage. Oh, nice. I haven't seen that since it came out mm. either. I have the Blu-ray somewhere around, so yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I thought that, yeah, an, an Arnie one that I've only watched once. I mean, there's not many of them, mate. So I think it uh, might be the same here. So, yeah, yeah and same, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the that's the rewatch pick. So there we go, back to normal for the uh, yeah. April shows, mate. As well as normal as yeah, we get, I guess. Yeah, nothing more normal than Jocks and yeah, uh, a David Ayer <laughs> yeah. Pop film. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, right then, it's uh, it's been a long one again, but it's good to catch up. Like I said, uh, all the stuff that you've done, it's been amazing. Um, and yeah, I know we swap messages about the whole. New York and specifically Philly and the Rocky experience when it was going on. Uh, but I just want to, you know, reiterate, I am so pleased that you've done it and that you've got those memories now because yeah, it's something special. And like you said, with Mike Cunder and his, uh, yeah, your Philly Rocky tour, it's just like, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. If you, if you do get the chance to do it, go across and do it. And, and... Oh, please do. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't, you know, like I wasn't even staying in Philly, you know, I was in New York, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah, so if you're New York, you know, any anywhere in that area and you can get to Philly for the day, um, do it. It's yeah. yeah, it's so worth it's worth every cent. So yeah. uh yeah. Um right, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh six DMW uk numerical, not alphabetical. That's our website. Everything is on there, all the links to our social media. Uh, as always, the main one to follow is Twitter, which is at six DMW podcast. That's where all all the stuff goes up on a daily basis, including all the giveaways that we do. I think I've got two going at the moment. I had five going at the same five. time just all the other stuff. week, giving away Blu-rays and DVDs, etc. Uh, a firm, I'm not going to give it away in case it doesn't happen, but a firm got into touch with us uh, earlier today asking if we wanted to to run a competition. And even though it's, you know, firms get in touch with us, we want to do it, and I'll go, yeah, of course we do. And then sometimes we never hear from them. Uh, this will be something different, something really good. It's not Blu-ray, DVD. Most of the stuff we do is that, including box sets. Uh, this is something a bit different, so keep an eye on our Twitter account. And, of course, to be with a chance of winning, you've got to be following us, so do that. Um, so now, a, a new thing, mate, even you don't know about this, to no. save us, to save us the, the monthly embarrassment of our, oh, how the fuck do we end these shows, you know? And we've tried to outdo each other with, you know, goodbye, quick, gone, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, we're not even going to say goodbye now, mate. What we're going to do, and this is something that you and me can both get involved with, but especially everybody that listens to us, um, I'm going to end the show with a crap cover version of a 1980s song. And this is where you, dear listeners, I want you to do some homework. If you know of any crap cover versions of 80s song any 80s song um tweet it to me email it to me and we can use them to finish off these shows so the one that we're going to finish off with this time mate is everybody remembers the final countdown by europe um it was released as a single on the 3rd of october 1986 over here in the uk it was spent two weeks at number one (laughs) this is a video on youtube and i've taken the the sound off it um (laughs) and it's a band called Deep Sunshine from Halsberg in Sweden who apparently were active around 2003 to 2005 a bunch of 14 year old kids really Um, the performance that this was filmed at is from July 2005 in Sweden in and this is where Frederick in Sweden is going to be impressed once more 
with my perfect Swedish pronunciation uh, because it was it was in a place called Skullestar. No, let me try that again. Skullestar. There, how about that? So, uh, yeah, sit back, prepare yourselves for the final countdown as you probably might not have ever heard it before. And it's got an abrupt finish, and quite rightly so. for the next show mate did anybody make it through the final countdown there's no way they did (laughs) that is that's rough (laughs) they'll be like just say goodbye it's fine yeah bring bring back the awkward goodbyes (laughs) yeah at least they're only five seconds long 